Oh, Publis. Hey, Dumbling, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. All right. Ready to take it away? Okay, so a lot to talk about. Uh, you know, we have sort of a prepared statement we're going to read uh, and then want to open it up to questions and comments. So, uh, it, you know, it's a very humbling set of circumstances that have gotten us to this point in time. Uh, you know, we've lost the voice modifiers, obviously. Uh, we think it's in the, the best interest of Beanstalk moving forward for us to disclose who we are. We hope that doesn't become the focus here, but in the, in the spirit of honesty and transparency, you know, we don't want uh, like a... We don't want any there to be any sort of ambiguity about whether we were involved in any way in attacking the protocol, which we were not. So we're going to disclose who we are and then kind of talk about what happened and then open up the floor and try to talk about next steps. So, um, you know, my name is Benjamin Weintraub. Uh, I'm one of three people uh, that we, you guys know us as Publius. Uh, the my my two other friends uh Brendan Sanderson and Michael Montoya uh we are who you have previously known as Publius uh we are the individuals who created Beanstalk and you know it, it we're sorry to introduce ourselves to you guys in 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 these circumstances um despite our commitment to decentralization and really trying to have Beanstalk uh, not have a head in any capacity and really just run by itself, uh, we've decided to disclose our identities be because of what's happened over the past day. So, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, it's important that we say explicitly, we had nothing to do with the recent attack on Beanstalk whatsoever. We had no uh, involvement with, we had no prior knowledge of, uh, anything having to do with the attack whatsoever. Um, we don't know who did it uh, at the moment. Uh, like all other investors in Beanstalk, uh, we lost a significant amount of money uh, this morning when the hack occurred. And, uh, you know, it's, it's very much too bad that this has happened. Um, so the, as soon as we learned of the attack, we immediately reached out to the FBI uh, they have not reached back out to us, but we informed the FBI's Internet Crime Center uh, for uh, about what happened, and you know we intend to fully cooperate with 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 the FBI to try to track down the perpetrators, and if it's at all possible, to try to recover any of the funds uh, that were stolen uh, in this attack. So, at this point, just to state it. Uh, here is at a high level, and we did type this out in a message, but just to state it for everyone listening, here's our understanding of what, what happened with the attack. So uh, an unknown Ethereum address deposited uh, approximately 212,000 beans into the silo uh, a couple days ago. And this is the attacker's address. And that allowed them to, the deposit allowed them to acquire enough stock 
to propose a BIP because you need at least 0.1% of all stock to propose BIPs. And they proposed BIPs 18 and 19 on chain yesterday. And there was a lot of uncertainty as to what BIPs 18 and 19 were. It was the first time that there had been ever a uh, BIP that was proposed that Beanstalk Farms was unaware of at the time it was proposed. So it was definitely like a weird circumstance. And, uh, you know, in short, uh, it seemed uh, that the BIP or BIPs were both to donate 250,000 beans to the Ukraine. And we thought it was very strange, uh, but, you know, we we didn't uh we obviously were not aware of what was going on uh or what 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 attack was in progress so 24 or a little over 24 hours after the bips were proposed uh because that's the minimum time for a supermajority vote to pass uh the the attacker took out a flash loan of a billion dollars and uh acquired as many whitelisted assets for the silo as possible deposited them all in the same transaction uh and then uh in doing so acquired enough stock to commit the bip that uh, that they had written uh to basically perform arbitrary actions on beanstalk and that facilitated them to withdraw all of the the assets from the protocol and they were able to then liquidate all of those assets and drain all of the liquidity from the pools and in short you know all of the value uh, the the non beanstalk value in the protocol, which was uh, you know around eighty million dollars or so, uh, all of that was stolen this morning. So uh, that's obviously terrible, and we are we're going to do everything we can to to try to you know figure out who did this and bring them to justice. But uh, yeah, obviously there, there's a history of how these attacks have gone in the past, and it's you know it's it's an ugly situation. So. The, I think the, what else? Uh, basically, here's, here's what's happened since the attack. Um, so we used our, Publius, we used our ownership privileges of the smart contract to do two things. We paused Beanstalk uh, and we immediately removed governance. So at the moment, uh, the protocol cannot be attacked. Um, but it remains to be seen what the path forward is because there's no funds in the liquidity pools. And, and the system is paused, but it could be unpaused. But fundamentally, there's an economics problem of there's no, there's no money in the liquidity pools. And given that Beanstalk is not collateralized, the value of the beans are really dependent on there being sufficient liquidity in the pools. And that's where, you know, that's where this ultimately creates an economics problem that we face at the moment. So uh, we're all continuing to evaluate what the next steps are uh, moving forward. And we're trying to figure out if it's possible and if it is possible, how to do it uh, to resuscitate Beanstalk and get it back up and running. And if it's at all possible, we're, you know, we're determined to make it happen if it is. So we're, we're evaluating what we can do. Um, you know, it, it is not... Uh, it doesn't change what happened, uh, but it is just, we do want to say uh, that Brendan, Michael, and I, we are all really, I mean, distraught might be an understatement. We're, we're, we're heartbroken about what's happened. Uh, 
you know, the community that has formed around Beanstalk is incredible and uh, means really the world to us. And uh, to say, you, you know, the community has been the, the primary place we've been deriving our meaning from uh, for the past nine months or so since launch might be an understatement. So uh, we love all of you and are, are just torn up that this has happened. Um, you know, the, the, the nine months prior to launch were like, you know, we put, put our blood, sweat and tears into the protocol. And since it launched, we've just, we've tried our best to, to, to support the community and get Beanstalk Farms and Beansprout, uh, off the ground to facilitate a really decentralized development process for Beanstalk. And, uh, it was, it was working and, (laughs) you know, that's the, that's the pill that's particularly difficult to swallow is things were working. And uh, we, 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 st- we, we really do believe in the value of a, a decentralized credit-based stablecoin. And uh, despite what's happened today, we think that that's still what the key to unlocking the potential for DeFi is. And uh, one of the reasons we also want to just disclose who we are is so that there's not this, you know, this overhang of, 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 over credit-based stablecoins in any way. Like we, we believe in the vision and we want, we want it to succeed as much as possible. And we really don't feel like this is about us. So we just want to do what we can to, to put Beanstalk in the best position to succeed if it's possible going forward. Um, so, you know, what else? Uh, Beanstalk, and I think all of you know this, but Beanstalk was designed and implemented as an open source and decentralized system that uh, could be improved over time via on-chain governance. And it's unfortunate that the same governance procedure that facilitated the adoption and implementation of like a dozen or more than a dozen BIPs that uh, really put Beanstalk in a position to succeed was the thing that was ultimately its undoing. So, uh, yeah, the whole thing is a very humbling experience. And... uh, we understand everyone will have lots of questions and we will do what we can to answer those questions uh, as as honestly as we can and also acknowledge this is a really tough time for people that lost money and that's really hard. Um, and we just want to say thank you to everyone that reached out to us to encourage us and your guys' words have really, have really meant the world to us uh, on a very difficult day. So... Uh, we, we remain committed to you guys and hope that, uh, <laughs> as much as possible, this, uh, this fuck up does not, uh, ruin, ruin what, what's been created and recognize that at the moment, uh, it appears that that might be the case. So, uh, w- with that, you know, want to open it up to questions and comments and, you know, understand that this is, uh, this sucks. So, uh, you know, with that being said, uh, thank you all for listening to us. Julius, I'll just kick it off with, you know, I know there's been a lot of conversations today about possible next steps and plans for, for moving forward. Um, I know also in the past, you've mentioned how um, bootstrapping in stock from the ground was harder because of your anonymous status. Can you speak a little bit to, you know, how you now that you have you know um, come out uh, with your you know with who you are, 
you know, is there any way you can leverage current, you know, connections or anything like that? And also just opening it up a little bit for, you know, where you anticipate, you know, what some next steps, options, really high level, you know, might look like. So to answer your second question first, Dumpling, uh, the starting place is what is the current state of Beanstalk? So the contract is paused and is in somewhat of an unusable state in the sense that uh, there's no governance facet and uh, a huge amount of the beans are still owned by the uh, exploiter or attacker. And so there's going to need to be a significant amount of uh, development done to migrate over to a new contract at the minimum and to get this launched back up in uh, let's call it a, a similar state to what it was in before, independent of the absence of liquidity. So let, let's just assume theoretically that the distribution of pods and stock uh, and potentially deposited beans can be fixed. Uh, it's unclear at the moment exactly what, what can be done, uh, but, but assume that that's the case. The main problem still remains, and this is the substantive point, that there's still an absence of liquidity, which again is where beans derive the majority of their value. And so the, the point is we, we, we as a community need to figure out how we're going to source liquidity and reseed the pools in a way that doesn't, doesn't facilitate like an immediate run on that liquidity. And there's obviously going to be some people that have lost faith and want to sell. Um, and there's, you know, Beanstalk is an open system that anyone can do that. But the point is, and this is one of the reasons we also want to come forward, uh, as much as we can minimize the the loss of faith in the system, assuming that there is some sort of plug in the liquidity, we really do want to try to, you know, face this head on and minimize the amount of bud that's out there. So let's say that, that the, the fundamental problem is seeding liquidity. Now, it, 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 Again, the other problem is trust. But if we can fix the trust problem, which is what we're trying to do in part by talking now, um, obviously doesn't fix all of it. But let's assume that we can get some uh, we, people. People are not all going to lose faith in the system. And uh, based on the, the response from a lot of the people that we've been speaking to today, uh, people seem very encouraged to continue. So then the fundamental question becomes, how do we source liquidity? And... On the one hand, there's something to be said for as the protocol, Beanstalk could just kind of function as normally and do it really slow and steady, do a slow burn, would probably make the argument that at the current weather, that might not be the most sustainable solution because the expectation is that the price would be trading below a dollar for a while. And, you know, at the current weather, it's unclear how long that could be sustained. And so instead, the question is, how can we all at once kind of reseed things and get things going off all at once? There would likely have to be some sort of auction or some sort of OTC sale or, or deal that the Dow cuts to uh, a group of people that are willing to to seed some of this liquidity. There's a lot of different options to be considered, both from an economics and a capital perspective, but uh, they need to be more thoroughly fleshed out. Uh, you know, both from how the the system will work to make sure that everything is distributed in a way that uh, is sustainable, uh, and again. Uh, will will sufficient will still be sufficient to attract the liquidity that the system needs to restart. Basically, so we have and to your to now answer your first question, Dumpling, uh, and this is only semi related to to disclosing our identities. 
whereas before when we launched Beanstalk, we were really committed to building the whole network from the ground up and launching it clean uh, and trying not to leverage our personal network as much as possible. Uh, based on the the turn of events over the 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 previous twenty four hours, or, or I guess today, um, that no longer seems like prudent behavior. And so, in short, we've and there's I mean there's there's no promises whatsoever. Uh, but we're we're trying our best to see uh, if there's any way whatsoever to source this liquidity. And there's some other community members that are also doing their part to do that, and they may want to comment on that as well. But the point is. Uh, this did just happen today, and this isn't something that's going to get restarted in 24 hours. It's going to take a couple weeks at a minimum, uh, maybe a month or two to get this done properly, and that's okay. Um, there is still the Trail of Bits audit scheduled for just about two months from now, and so maybe there's something to be said for restarting after having Trail of Bits audit the code. Um, like We're not inclined to rush it, given that currently there's nothing to rush, if that makes sense. So... We're we're committed to trying to get this right, but wanna 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 take the time to work with the community to make it make it m make sure that we're pursuing the optimal the optimal solution for Beanstalk. Okay, thanks for that. Um, I'm bringing up. I did a question order in the chat. I'm bringing up Helen now to ask her question. Helen, go ahead. Oh, and we can't hear you yet. Let you know when we can. I, got, I forgot about the push to talk. talk. Uh, it's Helon. Okay, we can hear you now. Go ahead. Can you hear now? Can you hear? Yes, can hear now. I had a two-part question. One was how much responsibility does Om, uh, Omnisia, or however you say it, have? And then the other was what happened to the retainer that that they had to audit future BIPs. Yeah, so in terms of responsibility, uh, we're not in the business of pointing fingers. Uh, we did take a look at the report that they published and didn't feel that it was a genuine accounting of what occurred. Uh, the 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 emergency commit function that was exploited has been there from launch uh, and has been in the white paper since launch and there was nothing that changed uh, in any of the code that has been unaudited to affect that. Um, but you know they're going to say whatever they want to say and that's that's okay. Um, with regards to the retainer, uh, the short answer is the the hope was that they were going to continuously audit Beanstalk and get them up to the current version of Beanstalk as soon as possible. In reality, what happened was uh, Omnisha took a very long time. We originally were, were supposed to have the uh, initial report in like like December, and we didn't get it for a long time. And the short answer is we didn't feel like it made sense to just stop developing Beanstalk for the audit, which was just taking forever. And so, uh, you know, Beanstalk, Beanstalk Farms continued to develop Beanstalk in short. And when the Omnisha audit went live, 
uh, Beanstalk Farms was as transparent as possible that Beanstalk was audited through BIP7, which was the vast majority of the code, and again, included the, the part of the code that was ultimately exploited. So um, the, the, there have been some changes to the code uh, since BIP7 went live that are not audited, um, and the hope was to get those audited as soon as possible. We've been harassing Omnisha to try to get that done ASAP. Um, but the short answer is uh, there's a large shortage of auditors in the space, and it's very hard to get them to to do things in a timely fashion. And given the state of Beanstalk and the way that it, it is being developed, uh, we we didn't really feel like it made sense to stop developing it altogether. And you know, we tried to be as transparent as possible about that. Awesome. Thanks. Okay, gonna bring up Smokey. Okay, go ahead, Smokey. Hey fellas. Let you know that I can hear you. Okay, I can hear you. Go ahead. Yeah, alrighty. Um hey guys, so you know, two questions. One on its head. Um, you know, has there been any outreach or any conversation with folks? who would be able to fill this liquidity gap at the moment, whether that's, you know, VCs, market makers, or, you know, high net worth individuals slash anything in between. Um, and two, can you conceive or, you know, how do you guys feel about a design um, similar to that, which was discussed by some members and myself a little bit earlier today, which involves basically giving people a, a haircut rage quit option along with a progressive unlocking option, um, followed by a period uh, during which you know you try to get the bean printer back on and the people who provided that liquidity to um, basically get back to peg or you know let's say 50 cents or 75 percent cents even before the market comes in um, are basically made whole by being interspersed along the pod line and diluting existing pod line holders um, my my thought process here is that you know, there's a few things to balance. One is, of course, narrative and mindshare, given how qu quick the DeFi space moves and, you know, how two months is kind of an eon and even in waiting for an audit. Two, in, in you know, maintaining community trust and avoiding another sort of like bean winter. Uh, and three, in ensuring that the pod line doesn't spiral out of control such that it's, you know, above a billion or something. And then people are worried about the protocol never paying out. So... Um, you know, would appreciate any thoughts there, primarily with, you know, how does, how is VC or funder or liquidity provider interest looked here? And do we know what incentive structures they might be by be into? So to answer your former question, we're, we're calling the whole Rolodex, if you know what I mean. And uh, that's not to say that we're the most connected people in the world. Um but we're, 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 we're every, every, everyone that we know that was part of Beanstalk and was looking to support it and is continuing to look to support it and people that were not previously supporting Beanstalk but might be interested in sort of a one-off opportunity here, uh, we're, we're pursuing all options and would encourage people that also have their own uh, network that might be interested in this to, 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 to present them, basically. Um, we're we're, we're going to pursue all options on that front. Uh, with regards to what what that might actually look like, uh, there's a lot of different ways to structure it. And in short, Beanstalk has uh, the ability to issue pods, and there's also, in theory, via uh, BIP, the ability to issue stock uh, for for a discount or for providing that sort of initial liquidity in a one-off fashion. 
And with regards to the idea of having a rage quit option and then some sort of tiered system, uh, you know, over time, there's nothing in practice wrong with that. Uh, but in reality, that would be a secondary question after, you know, where you're sourcing this liquidity from. So, uh, and would likely be guided by the capital that is interested in coming in on that, on that front, if that makes sense. So, uh, a lot of different options to potentially pursue here. Uh, but the, I think there's a lot of the beauty of having both uh, an equity side of things and a debt side of things is there's a lot of flexibility as to how Beanstalk could structure this. Um, but these are unique, unique circumstances. So it's unclear how the structure might work in practice, depending on who the capital is. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I think one thing I'll, I'll just push back on a little bit is that I think a lot of people at the moment are still sort of unfamiliar or foreign to the to the equity vehicle almost here in terms of like the value of stock slash seed and how that plays into the wider ecosystem. And I imagine that most VCs evaluating on past performance will probably be looking at, okay, how do I ensure that I get bean over bean returns in terms of either, you know, from some silo tax or the pod line or whatever. And I, at the moment, apart from trying to fuel copium or hopium, I, you know, I like, I find it hard to imagine a scenario where the community like, where there's enough capital coming from the community itself to close that gap without being turning into a shitcoin along the way, right? Like, I guess that what I would ask you guys is, do you think it's feasible to act on this in a short time frame, such that you know the momentum that was building up to generalized minting, etc., is actually maintained to some extent with the right capital inf infusion, um, while also noting that a solution that works here will probably end up in one where you know the VCs win the most but or you know capital providers whatever you want to call them win the most but you know the community doesn't go to zero so the the short answer is th it's unclear what the best way to structure it is but think that particularly if you look at the structure of pods for example it's very clear that if you define at what it give at a supply when the pods will mint um there's like a way to price in how much of the system Beanstalk, how much of Beanstalk anyone is, is buying. And so don't necessarily feel like from a long-term perspective, the integrity of the economic model needs to be compromised in this, in, in this juncture, if that makes sense, as opposed to a one-off sale of a, a whole bunch of pods, for example, that until all of this set of pods are redeemed, uh, you know, will receive one third of all mints going forward. So the old pod line will receive a third, stockholders will receive a third, and uh, the new pod holders will receive a third, for example. And then it's like there could be an auction mechanism to figure out how to fairly distribute the pods in the new line in an economically efficient fashion. Um, but that's not going to happen immediately. So to answer your question around momentum, uh, you know, there's momentum from an economics perspective uh, because the model was starting to work and the hope is to parlay that forward. But there, there's no momentum on like an hour to hour basis. This is in order to get this right. It's going to take at least a couple days to find the capital and to figure out how to how to structure this. Then it's going to take at least another couple days to uh, facilitate at least another couple days to facilitate a governance vote on this from stockholders and yeah, it's very unclear. Uh, it's very unclear how the how basically 
this will all come together. But think that there's a very strong argument to be made that for the for the right investor, there's this is a, a unique alpha opportunity. So don't think that all hope is lost. Um, if you kind of run a little bit of napkin math, uh, prior to being exploited, the, the total bean supply was something like 108 million beans. And so in practice, uh, let's say that the amount of liquidity that needs to be raised to be trading against all of those beans at a dollar, and that's you know close to the upper limit, let's call it, uh, you'd need $108 million. And in reality, particularly if you assume there's some uh, retention of faith in the system and not everyone is running for the exits, uh, you don't necessarily need uh, all of uh, $108 million per se. Um, so so it, 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 the number might be something, and we're making this up, but it might be something closer to like $50 million, where if there was a way to uh, gradually uh, deploy the $50 million into liquidity, after Beanstalk was had its state restored to some extent, uh, where there was an opportunity for people to uh, sell their beans uh, at a discount, let's call it, to start, uh, you wouldn't want to immediately return the price to a pe to the peg per se, because there are certainly some people that uh, would be inclined to sell their beans below a dollar. And one of the core tenets of how Beanstalk works is Beanstalk is happy for them to sell below a dollar if they want to. So the question is, how do you deploy liquidity in a way that is economically efficient? And that's another thing that's a little bit unclear at the moment. And how do you do that in a decentralized capacity? Maybe you don't. And maybe just whoever the capital is announces that they're going to deploy the capital and over what time period they're going to do it. And then they just do it. And then they're, you know, it could be some sort of unique fundraiser struct uh, or, or contract where there was this unique set of pods and once the fundraiser was completed, the beanstalk, uh, beanstalk could restart or something like that. You know, there's there's a way to build this out uh, where there's a path forward. But at the end of the day, uh, it's a little bit unclear what that path forward looks like. Uh, it is clear that the fundamental limitation is a capital problem at the moment. And one of the, you know, live by decentralization, die by decentralization. One of the things is that beanstalk has not been backed by venture capitalists from the back from the beginning and while there certainly seem to have been a lot of larger inflows of capital recently uh such that hopefully there is some larger interest in being stuck at the moment uh there is no you know there is no angel coming from the sky with 50 million dollars that's just like oh we love being stuck and we're gonna save this thing uh, a la what for example happened with wormhole so we do need to think about from an economics perspective how can the system uh, incentivize or attract uh, a minimum of around $50 million of liquidity uh, and to have it deployed in a way that is uh, uh, efficient to effectively, you know, to facilitate the the restarting of the system to some extent. Yeah, I, I think we're like very broadly on the on the same page on many of these points. The only reason I mentioned a rage quit option is with the same eye towards, um, you know, being, being willing to to have people sell below peg I saw it as a means of accelerating that and then perhaps reducing the the amount of capital that actually needs to be raised because I think that it's a lot easier to raise 10 to 20 mil or you know 10 let's say if if let's say 60% or whatever of people rage quit right and then get halfway to peg or something than it is to raise like they're they're two different they're not actually different magnitudes but on a fundraising scale they kind of are right
Well, it's funny. It's like Beanstalk kind of went through this already when it was at 24 cents. And it's like, how do you, how do you rebuild from this? And while the, the order of magnitude has changed to a large extent because the, there's 700 million pods outstanding and there's 100 million or so beans that were outstanding prior to the attack, at the same time, there's nothing from an economics perspective that says if Beanstalk can't now continue to attract creditors, um, it won't be able to return the price to the peg. And so now it's really, you know, and there is something to be said for, and the like purist in us kind of likes the idea of just letting the system start to run again, kind of as is, and, and letting it rebuild from ascent, and letting the core credit mechanism work its magic. Um, but think that it, it would be great to have some sort of uh, jump start or inflow of uh, explicit inflow of capital from some somewhere uh, that that reinstilled confidence in the system, such that uh, the the negative feedback loop was limited as much as possible. But uh, at this point, there is going to be a, a large amount of art uh, as opposed to science associated with uh, you know get getting this thing back up and running in a smooth fashion. So, and again, the the first question is a lack of capital. Yeah, I, I thanks uh, for answering my questions, Ben. Um, I guess my last point would only just be, I think that the 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 time scale that this is done within, in terms of like community trust slash broader crypto narratives, um, probably matters more than than a purist might might want it to, uh, put like bluntly. Oh, agree with that. We're we're inclined to get this up as soon as possible. So the purist in us has nothing to do with the. We're, this is a practical matter. Loki, uh, thanks for all your uh, time today and, and, you know, in brainstorming and thanks for your good questions also. For sure, man. If you want to come up later and ask another one, uh, you know, just, just raise your hand. I'm going to invite Astra Bean uh, on the stage. Who's next in line? Astra Bean. Hey, everybody. Uh, Publius... A uh, question for you. Can you guys hear me? I can hear you. Yes. Great. Do you guys, uh, this is more of a philosophical question. Do you guys consider yourselves the leaders of Beanstalk? I'm referring to the Publius here. No. No. Okay. So, so then how do we think about whose responsibility it is to kind of get this thing off the ground. It's like, I understand what you guys are saying and, and pardon me if this is mean, but like, you know, we have people who are out tens, tens to a hundred million dollars here. And like, I get the, I've raised a ton of money in equity. And like, this is to me, not just an economics question. Like I get your point and that you guys are heartbroken, but to me, this is a trust question. This is, should people trust you guys and this community and the protocol? And if there's no leader and if there's no group of people that's going to stand behind this, like, how do we expect people to really continuing to put capital into this? Well, to that point, while we were discussing what to do here in Next Steps, uh, some of our community uh, really emphasized the point back to us that Beanstalk is a protocol. And, and this was particularly in the context of the discussion of whether to disclose our identity and their attitude was well 
Beanstalk is a protocol, and the protocol speaks for itself. And it, it's not about, uh, you know, Publis. And we, we would agree with that. So at the same time, uh, there, there, there does need to be, I mean, there's two separate points you, 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 you really raised. One is about trust, and one is about how to move forward. Uh, with regards to trust, yeah, it's difficult. And this is an ugly situation. And uh, there's n- there's nothing we can really do other than to try to be as transparent as possible, uh, or at least that we were aware of to 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 boost any sort of trust in Beanstalk or the system in any way. So we're we're just trying to do our part to that point because we recognize how important that is. And with regards to kind of where 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 to go, it's like well, yeah, it's 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 difficult to. You know, in short, your your. I mean, your point is well taken that this is a lot of people have lost a lot of money, and it's it's more than an economics question. It's a question of well, how do we how do we rebuild this? And think that the point is, uh, Beanstalk, since it was deployed on mainnet, has been able to attract something like fifty contributors that are working constantly to work to make Beanstalk a reality. And the vast majority of them reached out to us today to say, we're, we're, we're ready to keep working on this stuff if you guys are. And our attitude is, you know, economics aside, which again, from our perspective is the main question, economics aside, we're not going anywhere. And the main point of, of you know, trust is like, we want to we wanna say that uh, as openly with our hands raised as possible that we're not going anywhere. So recognize this is an ugly situation and uh, feel like the only way to, the only way in ugly situations to instill trust is to be honest. And I appreciate that. And I'll, I'll close it out now because I'm sure other people have questions. I'll, I'll just leave it with, uh, candidly, like I think that makes you guys leaders if you guys are, are running the team and what I would have expected from you guys tonight is, hey, not I'm heartbroken, but I'm sorry, and we take accountability for what happened. Because what it seems like basically nobody's taking accountability for this, and I, I get that that sucks, but there's no way I'm putting a penny more in this thing unless we somebody takes accountability. I'll leave it there. Thank you, guys. Sorry you feel that way. Okay, uh, next question is uh, Rusty Gee, who um, is, is had to leave, but uh, here. Beanstalk is international. Have you notified authorities in the EU, UK? Have you noticed Interpol cybercrimes divisions? Americans' only reliance on tracking hackers down is short-sighted. Uh, thus, far, we've in- only, thus far, we've only reached out to the FBI, but you know we're inclined to reach out to any authorities that that are relevant. I'm actually typing that to him in the DM because he uh, he said he got he, some reason he can't. Yeah. Um, okay. Sorry. Next person up. Got slapped in. Sherv. Hey, what's going on? Can you hear me? We can hear you. We can hear you. Slap All right. right on, dude. Um, so 
Is it the case right now that potentially, like, what are we going to call this dude? The exploiter, I guess what his name would be, like, has a bunch of bean. Would that be correct? Or a bunch of beans? That is correct. All right. So isn't it um, actually like a problem to restart this protocol without issuing another token? Because he could just dump if liquidity returns. That's exactly correct. So this would require a new contract to be deployed with new tokens. Okay, right on. I think I missed that part. And then one more question, and this is more of a legal question, is technically is what this person did even illegal, considering there wasn't a hack or alteration or malicious code introduced into the code? He pretty much used the governance strategy or structure to his benefit. He or she. Yeah, there's no doubt that this is a crime. There's a lot of money stolen from a lot of people. Okay. All right. Thank you. All righty. Uh, uh, John, and I'll give a new order since we're getting to the end of my list. Pull uh, Bosky uh, on stage as well. I'm I'm actually Smokey actually asked pretty much everything I wanted to ask. I did have one follow up on that. Uh, I know you mentioned introducing, uh, putting putting things to a vote, but how are we going to be doing that if nobody has any anything in the silo anymore? How are we going to vote? Well, the basic idea would be that there's some sort of deployment of a new beanstalk where. There's a redistribution of stock based on the prior to the hack, or honestly, before that even happens, there could be a snapshot of stock prior to the attack and then a snapshot vote taken. So uh, in terms of like immediate next steps, there's a way to probably just take a snapshot and get a straw poll from stockholders on what to do. But then in terms of long term, actually like like taking decentralized steps to fix this and implement a fundraiser or whatever it may be. Um, you know, it's it's that that would have to happen via a, a doubt, an on-chain vote, and all the stock is still on-chain. So there's nothing to be said for like why we can't why we can't do that currently. Now that you do have the problem of the beans, there's like a ton of beans owned by the attackers, so that's still outstanding, and therefore uh, you probably still need to move to another chain. But the idea is that the stock distribution is not corrupted. I see. And then I, I know I said I only had one question, but something else just popped up in my mind. Uh, do, do we have the time? Go ahead. Uh, I'm, I kind of missed this, but I think you guys kind of published your names earlier. Is that true? Yeah, that's correct. And we'll be publishing a statement with all that too as well. Uh, and if you don't mind me asking, what, what type of background did you guys have? Do you, are you, do you have any sort of stake in other projects or is being the only thing you're working on? right now so bean is the only thing we're working on you know that might be an understatement like this is our our heart and soul right Um, Right. and with regards to our backgrounds uh you know there are three of us uh i you know we basically went we we met at college at the university of chicago um uh brendan who uh you know, he he has a computer science degree and an economics degree, and Michael has an economics degree 
and I never graduated from college, but I was studying computer science. So okay. uh, that that's our background, basically. And then one last question: uh, Given all that has happened, uh, did at any point, or were you at any point worried about this flash loan attack, or were you notified about it? I know people said in the chat that they did warn the dev team about this, but I mean. I'm not really sure if that's true or not. Just looking for kind of some sort of comment. Yeah, so Bib 18 and 19, when they got proposed on chain, the website did display them. And, you know, that to restate, that was the first time that there had been Bibs proposed that Beanstalk Farms was not aware of or a part of. And, right. uh, you know, that was in and of itself eye-raising uh, and or eyebrow-raising. And so, you know, we looked at it. Uh, it seemed a little bit weird. Uh, it was trying to donate beans to the Ukraine. And, you know, frankly, we didn't think much of it. Um, we, 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 we designed the governance structure to be secure uh, against any sort of arbitrary attack. And we thought that it was secure. And it was not secure. So, uh, you know, that we thought that it was. And you know that's basically what happened but we we looked at it and didn't think that there was anything to to be scared of uh and yeah it's 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 tough so it's what, tough. what what was it an oversight i guess on your part or because it, as far as i understand once it's been proposed it can't really get modified right i i i wouldn't say that it was an oversight um you know there's I know we're all decentralized. I'm not trying to make it sound like it's, well, it's like, only on you, right? It, it's it's a vote at the end of the day. I'm just, I'm just what I'm what I'm trying to understand is if it was out there for I believe somebody said over a month, right? How did yeah, nobody see this? a month? What what was out there for a month? The bit, bit bait. No, this this bit this bit was proposed yesterday. Okay, okay. So then that that kind of changes. All right. Well, that that's all I had then. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your questions, John. Thanks, John. Um, next, we'll go with uh, Bosby. Hey, guys. Just wanted to check in and see how you're doing. I know it's been a tough day. I don't have a lot of questions, but really just wanted to say, hey, it's good to hear your real voices. Uh, wanted to just hear from both of you how you're doing and just to let you know that, yeah, shit happens, but uh, I'm very much here in your corner and want to help you rebuild Beanstalk. Well, Asfi, we appreciate that tremendously. Um, yeah, today was a very <laughs> not the best day. We've been making the joke for a long time when people ask us how we're doing. It's like, well, if beans are a peg, we're doing great. And that was not the case when we woke up this morning. So, um, yeah, we've been better and we've been worse. But um, we, I mean, frankly, the words that you're saying are, they're very humbling that you, after after what's gone on, you'd you'd be interested in continuing to work on on developing Beanstalk, and that's a sentiment that's been widely echoed to us over the past couple of hours. It's uh, we're we're <laughs> I think you guys know based on the fact that we would spend our time working on something like this that we're optimists, and uh, that optimism has certainly been been reinforced in many ways today. So uh, thank you for your for your kind words, Asfi. 
I'll just last thing I'll say is look, uh, these are what you're attempting is a very hard problem. I mean, it's uh, you know the history of algo stables is littered with uh, so many crashes. Uh, but we get. I I just want to say for myself, I get the vision, I get the need, I get the point that stable coins are this product market fit that you've talked about, and I get why. You know, and this technology that we've stumbled into needs a, like many, many, many more stable coins that are in great supply and will hopefully bring down borrowing costs. So, yes, um, still very much aligned with you. And look, man, I'm a founder as well. Shit does happen. But uh, all I just want to say is take care of yourselves and uh, yeah, let's rebuild this thing. Thank you. that really that that means a lot and you're awesome <laughs> so thank you um i think you had uh you had a question that you were talking about in the chat um i think it was uh there were a lot of people who wanted to hear more um do you want to propose your question or your sort of proposal that you had there sync hey yeah dumpling do you hear me okay i can hear you great yeah so um yeah Publius, thanks for coming out and um you know just talking to everybody tonight. Um, I was thinking about a path forward, um, potential path forward. My thought process is if if we're going to try to salvage this protocol, um, the path forward needs to be clear, and it needs to be um, something that potential VCs or whales or whoever um, would be incentivized to come and try to um, revisit. And one way I I see that potentially be happening is as you stated, uh, the, the exploiter has the funds at this point. We can't change that. Um, and you mentioned that st the stock could potentially be salvaged in a new uh, reiteration of the protocol. So my thought process is across the board, all silo depositors would retain their stock and seed, potentially if a VC said they want to cut that or, you know, you know, we could determine that as you discuss with potential backers. But um, since the deposits are no longer in the contract and with the exporter, um, the new revived Beanstalk would just have um, existing silo depositors retain their stock and seed to, into some capacity such that new capital that comes in to salvage the protocol does not have to worry about existing silo depositors withdrawing and essentially new capital being their exit liquidity. That protocol could have a chance to kind of prove itself again. And if the protocol does reclaim PEG and Bean reclaims PEG and demand for Bean grows and the protocol mints again, well, existing silo depositors would have uh, their allocation of farmable beans in accordance to their existing or whatever retained allocation of stock and seed um, that comes with the new revived Beanstalk. I, I can only see, me personally, I don't see any other path forward working except for this. And I say that because of the fact that you can perhaps 100% expect that anybody that comes in that's interested in potentially salvaging, salvaging this doesn't want to be exit liquidity for everybody else. Um, I think we can do this. I, I think the protocol, to me personally, I mean, the reason why I was attracted, attracted to it uh, when I first discovered it at the end of last year, uh, it, 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 the, the ethos and everything that comes with it reminded me of the early days of Ethereum. Um, working with everybody here uh, in the community, talking to everybody here. Uh, there's just not a lot of projects in DeFi right now that uh, embody that ethos. 
I think it's pretty obvious by the audience here with almost 500 users that people want to see what a path forward would look like. This is one option that I think would potentially work and that new capital would be interested in. Um, sign me up for it. That's I'm just putting my name out there. As far as I'm concerned, my silo deposit is already gone. But if I have a chance to retain some allocation of my stock and seed, well, so be it. And that's the price I'd be willing to pay if it means that new capital doesn't have to worry about me being their exit, uh, exiting on their liquidity. So that's just my two cents. And I hope that the community can get on board with that because I don't really see too many other options at this point. We can still continue to try to pursue the exploiter in the various uh, you know, methodologies that we're considering, but we need to be practical here. We don't have much uh, negotiating power. And nevertheless, I think the DeFi community is gonna look at this protocol and they're gonna say, if this community can sign up for this as a collective, then this is something worth salvaging. If Ethereum could overcome the DAO fork, we can overcome this. That's just my two cents. Agree with a lot of what you said, Syncubate, and we think uh, and there's a lot of elegance to the idea of what you're proposing, right? Uh, to date, the only way to acquire stock is to buy and deposit whitelisted assets, and those whitelisted assets have now been stolen, but uh, there's nothing to be said for your stock has been forfeited, right? And so, uh, there, you know, in theory, yeah, what you're saying makes a lot of sense. Thank you. And I hope that the community could get behind that because I think, you know, and again, there's no need to rush in this, but I, I would appreciate people's feedback. And, you know, hopefully if we have a town hall or community call on Tuesday, as we've typically done, um, we can maybe revisit this. Um, but I would be, um, you know, appreciative of others' feedback and um, a potential path forward here. And I was actually inspired by, uh, Mark is up here on the on the stage now. Mark said it earlier in the Discord, Ethereum came, you know, overcame the DAO fork and, you know, we can overcome this. We're not, you know, th this can be done, but we're gonna have to, you know, take some bitter medicine right now. But if that's what we have to all do, then so be it. We've already taken it. The exploiter has the the money, right? We can't change that. But what the thing what we can change is, the methodology and the path forward that we, we pursue here and the signal that we send to the rest of the DeFi community, to VCs, to big whales, et cetera, that this is a project worth saving. There's a community and there's a brand behind it. Um, and I would encourage everybody to stand by that because multiple options are just not going to look good, in my opinion, to VCs. They're not going to want to deal with uh, rage quit option, uh, this haircut option, that haircut option. It should just be a strict across the board. This is everybody's what we're going to do. We're going to reboot as is from this point, and let's just do it. That's just my suggestion, and I appreciate everybody's feedback. Thank you for the opportunity to speak tonight. Thank, uh, thanks for thanks for coming up. Um, leave that one there. And uh, Mark, you were on the queue earlier, and I think you left yeah, and came and back. So, thank you. would just say, you know, we're we're excited to participate in that discussion, and you know, as always, we we know that you you've got lots of thoughts to add and. On, I think on Tuesday, you know, our intention is to have class as normal to continue this discussion, basically. Okay, great. Uh, Mark, uh, go ahead. Uh, Mark can't hear you if you're speaking. Uh, we'll let you get your mic sorted, and then uh, we'll go to Kid Quartz for now.
courts. Yeah, so to reiterate everyone else's thoughts, I'm sure you guys have had a really rough day. I think we all have. I guess one question that's still lingering for me is would this have been possible to execute in the wheat uh, beam uni pool? Because per the point about auditing through BIP7, it seems like they did point out uh, flash loan prone LP evaluation. And obviously you guys use pretty unique governance mechanisms, right? Like typically you accrue governance tokens with some sort of outrageous APR or APY uh, over a time period. The fact that you get all your stock immediately and are allowed to vote immediately sort of set you guys up to be prone to this. Um, and so I just wanted to ask, like, you know, is it the virtual pricing on curve that made it possible? I haven't looked that much into the exploit. Seems like there's a lot of complexity between like BIP 18 and BIP 19 interacting with one another, the contract that was generated during the time of the transaction. And I don't blame you guys at all. So the, so the short answer is- I, I certainly didn't anticipate it as an investor, you know? So yeah, I, I understand it's, it's a hard time. It's a great question. So this, the substantive answer is that the curve BDV function that is used for both the Bean 3 curve pool and the Bean LUSD pool was not the issue or the problem. Uh, what was a problem is the amount of uh, Beanstalk assets that were liquid in liquidity pools as a percentage of the total assets. And so if you ask, why didn't this exploit happen before it did? Well, over the past week, there's been a dramatic increase in the liquidity in all the pools and also the percentage of beans in the liquidity pools, if that makes sense. And so that, because what, what the attacker needed to do was acquire 67% of the total stock, which if there, like, the basic point is as the liquidity increased as a percentage of the total bean supply, that facilitated the acquiring of more, uh, more stock. Uh, at a smaller liquidity to bean supply ratio, the idea is you basically can't, uh, you can't apply the attack because you can't acquire two-thirds of the total stock because it's not in the liquidity pools to acquire, basically, if that makes sense. But um, because of the dramatic increase in liquidity recently, that changed. Your point is because of the natural accrual of stock over time, you could have had 100% of the liquidity at one point, or obviously not actually 100%, but there's no amount that you could have inflated it such that you would have been able to have a super majority in the governance proposals, because that doesn't quite ring true to me. Well, it's that it's that there wasn't enough liquidity in the in the pools to acquire enough bean denominated value to deposit in a flash loan, if that makes sense. Because as you buy beans or add liquidity on one side, the price changes, and therefore the BDV changes, right? And so, if you're trying to do this atomically, there's a limit to how much you can do before changing the BDV too much, such that you know you you can no longer acquire enough. Uh, stock effectively. So there had to be the right conditions where there was enough liquidity relative to the bean supply for this to happen. And prior to the past week, there was not sufficient liquidity to facilitate this attack. Interesting. Okay. That makes sense. I got to do it out on paper and spreadsheet. Um, yeah. The other thing I would say is, or one thing I'm curious about is like, look, man, you know, we all had a rough day lost several million dollars today. I get it. That's fine. At the end of the day, I think what you guys have created is really special. The protocol is really unique. That's why I've taken the time to tweet about it. That's why the time I've spent engaging with friends about it. I think it's been worthwhile. And I get that it sucks as like an LP to just 
sort of lose your bags. But I think what you guys have conceptually is super interesting. Might not make more sense at this point to just cut bait. You know, don't reward any of the former LPs. And believe me, I'm one of them and it's going to hurt a lot. But, you know, preserve the concept. It feels like trying to compensate former LPs by hunting for venture money. And believe me, I've been on the phone with fund managers seeing if there'd be anyone that would bite at something like this. It's going to be a really, really difficult challenge when you're basically forcing other funds to buy things. So why not just say like, fuck it, the community special, the ideas are special, um, the products we can develop down the line are special. We got hit with a governance exploit that basically nobody anticipates, but the PEG maintenance mechanisms are still beautiful and wonderful, and I love the idea. Let's just start a new thing rather than trying to tie a dinghy to the Titanic as it sinks, you know? And there really is something to be said for that. Ultimately, we kind of are at the behest of the the community and the DAO, and we're going to work on whatever the DAO wants to do moving forward. So um, understand it may not be... I mean, the DAO may ultimately decide they want to launch some sort of fork uh, or like, you know, migrate the contract and keep all the stock in the pods or all the stock and not the... Right? There's a million iterations here. And to your point, there is a lot to be a lot to be said of the elegance of just, you know, deploying the like a a, a contract with uh, fixed governance to to fix this exploit, um, and basically deploy it from scratch. There would obviously have to be some sort of new uh, deployment mechanism because at this point there'd be a lot of expectation around the system, so it wouldn't you wouldn't really expect the season of plenty to be enough per se. Um, so it would take a little bit of time to get that right anyways. Um, but, but the short answer is kid courts, you know, at least in the short term, like the next 24 to 48 hours, definitely think it makes sense to pursue seeing if there's demand, uh, to kind of backstop this thing. And, uh, the real thing that they'd be buying would be the credit history of Beanstalk. And if you can resuscitate Beanstalk, you know, via some sort of on-chain process, uh, I, you know, there's there's a lot to be said for coming back from the dead vampire mode as as a protocol, right? So uh, don't want to don't want to uh, don't want to pursue like launching from scratch until we've pursued uh, seeing if there's anything else we can do here. But to your point, totally acknowledge that. Yeah, understood. And I want to say, look, you know. Everyone knows when they go into DeFi that they take risks in their portfolio. And it's not your responsibility to manage everyone else's risks. So I hope you guys don't beat yourself up too much about this. You're clearly smart guys. Uh, keep up the hard work. I have nothing but respect for what happened or for you guys. And, uh, you know, it's a tough situation. Keep on keeping on. Admire your perseverance. Thank you, sir. Yeah, so guys, Mark Jeffrey here. Um, Really shitty day, uh, as we all know. Um, but I want to commend you all for, A, coming forward. You could have run like cowards. You didn't. Uh, you came into a chat room and used your voices, and you doxed yourselves. Uh, and, you know, that's not a small thing. Uh, so, first of all, I just want to commend you on that. Second of all, all startups have some super shitty day like this, like no matter what kind of startup it is. Um, you know, with Uber, you know, sometimes it involved drivers doing horrific things to passengers, right? So at least it wasn't something like that, right? So, um, you know, put it in perspective. Um, third of all, I, just in thinking about this, um, 
when I was sort of thinking it through in my mind this morning when I woke up and you know saw what happened, uh, the pod mechanism indeed does provide a futures mechanism with which this thing could possibly be rebooted. Uh, but it, it did it does seem to need some sort of infusion of cash for liquidity. I heard you mention earlier that you thought fifty million was kind of the low bar for that. Do you think it could be done with less? Could you do it with ten million or twenty million, something like that? Do you think? So Rome is, you know, it's impossible to build Rome back in a day. And even if you had, let's say, a magic wand and suddenly $50 million to backstop this thing, you really wouldn't want to put it all in to the liquidity pools immediately. Uh, because that, again, to get to earlier people's points, there are some people that want to rage quit and sell their beans at a discount. And it's very important that however the system gets rebooted, there's an opportunity for those people to rage quit at a cent and at 10 cents and at 50 cents and at, at 90 cents. So we, you know, there's a balance between facilitating people to, you know, if you want to call it rage quitting or selling, selling their beans at, at, a, at a steep uh, discount uh, with uh, not exacerbating the negative feedback loop, if that makes sense, that comes with a loss of faith. And so the balance that needs to be strict, uh, str stricken is that uh, there needs to be some sort of announcement of capital and and some strategy as to how it's going to be deployed uh into the system uh but then the way it needs to be deployed is such that you know there's no there's no immediate return to the peg if that makes sense because that would facilitate a really inefficient uh deployment if you consider that lots of people are probably going to want to sell their beans below a dollar yeah i totally hear that you probably have to reissue beans like as like a different coin or something like that correct that's that's going to have to happen. Okay, well, guys, you know, uh, you know, I'm 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 cheering for you. I love uh, the mechanism that you've built. Um, so I, I'm really hoping that you do find some way forward. And thank you for continuing to try to find a way forward and not just running away and quitting. We are not quitters. That we are not. Um, Smokey, go ahead. Yeah, thanks, guys. So, um, probably again, my apologies to 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 bash the idealists in you, but um, when it comes to, I guess earlier, you know, you said we'll take whatever approach the DAO favors in this kind of right or, or some paraphrasing of that. Do you think that, like, do you think that now is the time to double down on 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 DAO infrastructure slash, uh, you know, the the will of the many when it's you know sort of a execute in the moment like full core press as jdp seems to be saying and it is a fan of saying a uh, sort of situation like uh, do you think that that is what will result in things getting done um because in, in my mind there's two courses of action one is what stays sort of pure or true to the vision the other is probably what has the highest expected value of everyone who lost money today and or is long-term bullish on being in its current embodiment um becoming whole and I think that they kind of diverge uh, at this point, which is to say, like, does the DAO take control or does the DAO take, uh, you know, trust Publius to take control? Well, ultimately, I think that there's there's a there is a harmony there. And uh, we and many of the people that have reached out to us at Beanstalk Farms, you know, to say full core press might be an understatement. It'll be like the last two minutes in the final four. Like we're this is, you know, this is crunch time, to say the least. Um, but but substantively, really don't think that there's there is a disconnect between 
things being able to be executed and things being done where there's decentralized consensus. And ultimately, we recognize that no matter what action is taken at this point, there's going to be a lot of people that are unhappy with what's done. And so at this point, the question is, how can we, uh, you know, what what's the best way forward for everyone together collectively? And the community is really the thing that makes Beanstalk strong. And so if the community is willing to move forward with, uh, you, you know, that's really the main thing that will determine whether Beanstalk is successful. Uh, to answer your, you explicitly, do we think it's time to double down on the principles and stuff? It's not about doubling down. This is this is what it's all about. This the system is strong because of the fact that there are so many people that care about its success. Like this is today we were we were you know, pulled pulled up off the ground by by the people that we've been working with for months and uh, reminded that this is this is a long a long battle or a long war that is not lost. Uh, and while the battle today was certainly lost, uh, the war is not lost. And to answer, you know, to, to, to just to get at what we're really getting, trying to get at here, Smokey, uh, we doxed ourselves because of that. Like, we mean business. This is not, this is not a joke to us. This is, this is fucked. Today, what happened today is horrible. And so our, our intention is to do everything we can to try to fix it. Um, but we are just three individuals. And we truly do believe that what makes Beanstalk so strong and successful is the diverse set of people that are participating. And uh, the hope is to, to conduct ourselves in a way where going forward, that is not lost. And even if there are certainly some people that are going to hop off the bandwagon as soon as, the, as, soon as humanly possible, uh, that's okay. Um, and, and it's really just about figuring out how to, in, in short order, do that, but at the same time, just want to recognize, let's say there was, you know, 50 or $100 million that appeared out of nowhere right now, we would not be ready to, to, to unpause Beanstalk. Like, it's going to take a couple of weeks until we feel like we have, we have done our homework, uh, and Beanstalk Farms has done our homework such that uh, this exploit and anything similar to it is covered. And, uh, you know, that, that's, that's essential. So recognize that everyone wants resolution here in short order. Uh, don't think that's, that's realistic, frankly. Um, and that's unrelated to the full court press, which we are, we are, we are mounting in full steam. So, uh, you know, there is a little bit of a, a friction there, but think there's some harmony we're going to be able to hopefully get at together. Yeah, that that's fair. And look, I respect you guys for coming out and, you know, basically putting your your yourselves at risk slash putting like, you know, your your faith forward by saying, look, here's who I am, right? That's what a lot of people, including myself, don't have myself doesn't have the balls to do. Right. So like, good on you. Um, I just think that there's also like, you know, as people famously say, do you want to be right? Or do you want to make money? Uh, I think that that also uh, kind of, you know, comes into play here along with like there isn't any glory in in doing things the like there isn't any glory in doing things the hard way is is what i'm getting at and we've seen how dow bloat and or like slow decision making has killed many a startup in the past and that's sort of i think what i model being closest to right now right 
So I guess all I would ask is that, you know, yes, please take advantage of the community and some, and then, you know, learn as much as you can and, and squeeze as many great ideas out of the people there. Just don't let the idea of being a DAO um, slow down execution because we've seen that kill great projects in the past and kill the momentum that is sort of the lifeblood of DeFi as I see it. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it is just important to acknowledge, though, that we're, we're not in charge and have never have never positioned ourselves as in charge of Beanstalk. And we, we do think it would be wrong to, at this point in time, just start to like wave a magic wand and act like that is the case. And so, if anything, the goal is to evaluate collectively, and we're also going to be racking our brains and leveraging our networks and seeing what we can do, but the idea is to come up with a set of three or four different viable options moving forward, dependent on the available capital and situation, and basically, you know, propose A, B, C, or D. And uh, as those options become apparent and what they are, don't think that will, you know, I think the goal is once we figure out what A, B, and C, and D are, that will be, it'll be possible for everyone to vote on, on A, B, C, and D, but in the short term, feel like, you know, feel like we gotta we gotta all work together to figure out what those are, and we're not, you know, we're not in charge. So it's hard for us to just say, "Oh, this is what what's gonna happen." It's not, it's not really, you know, it's not the way things things happen. Yeah, fair enough, man. Um, look, best of luck, and and you know, I'm I'm in the corner if there's anything I can ever do to help. So thanks, guys. Appreciate it. And Smokey, just want to say we appreciate your input tremendously, and really hope that you're part of the process and discussion and stuff. You know, as we figure this all out together. Um, I would like say something. Uh, GDP, I think you're up right after Harvey. We'll let her. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. sorry. <clears throat> hey. Yeah, we, um, we can hear you. Go ahead. Cool. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, well, it's funny when I first started to sign up to talk, um, you know, it goes like a lot of the stuff I wanted to talk about started to be covered by the next three speakers. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, I, uh, I first want to say, you know, I'm really impressed so far. I'm really happy with how you're handling things like, you know, uh, the doxing is a very strong first step. I like the idea of uh, being meticulous with weighing the options. That's another thing that's uh, always drawn me to the project. I, I think there's really something special here. Um, what I felt like this analogy, which is kind of crappy, but it's kind of like if we live in a horse-drawn carriage world and you guys invented the first car and then someone came along and like cut the brake lines and then if you were to throw it away or the market threw it away, that's like saying, well, cars are just stupid because that one crashed. And it's like, well, no, it's just fix the brake lines and cars are way better than horse-drawn carriages. And I think what you guys have made for DeFi and for um, algo-backed uh, dollars is like the uh, automobile in a horse-drawn carriage world. It's like just it's just incredible superior tech. I've been pretty much obsessed since I found it in November, and I've uh, been as excited about being as I was when I first found Bitcoin in 2012. And um, so, with that said, I uh, 
I also really, really appreciate the diligence you guys, uh, from everything I've seen, you, you really do um, sort of run like mathematical scenarios to run your governance to make sure that the algorithms do govern it and keep it stable and like kind of consider and weigh each thing uh, that is the next step. And so I kind of, um, I still have the full faith that you're going to continue to do that. Here, uh, I think the main thing that made me raise my hand was just at the beginning um, the concern about liquidity. I, I just my two cents was I didn't think liquidity would be that difficult, even despite the setback today. Like I feel like between something like a, a um, like a fundraiser thing where you uh, have just a new uh, pod line issuance or something like that combined with the fact that there's I from the people in my circles I feel like there's enough true believers that they'd be happy to just be getting in a silo early because you know when you're in the silo early uh, it, it's um, it's they're going to be getting the rewards and the bigger proportion of rewards so it'll kind of naturally attract liquidity because it's proven itself uh for for what it is you know like uh it, it was on a tear but before this happened it was like the world is waking up to the wonder that is the protocol and it looked like it was just going to keep attracting liquidity because it is such a superior product and people were starting to really realize that and understand the mechanics of it and you know why the world needs cheap you know non-collateralized stable coins and uh um anyway so i think yeah with the um with the uh setback and the reputation of having a uh exploit happen it it can be a bit of a setback but it's on uh this is more like akin to something like satoshi inventing bitcoin or something like the technology that's been created is so special that it's like it's like if uh, when Satoshi first created Bitcoin, if someone magically made a super secret miner that 51% attacked it, but like it could, it could recover from that, you know, and, and I don't want people to lose sight of the, um, Harvey, Harvey, broad, I'm sorry, I don't adventure. mean to, I don't mean to cut you off, but I think, uh, yeah, we just, we want to get to, to more questions here. I, but we really, we echo your sentiment, really appreciate, um, your support in, in this hard time yeah i had um, questions kind of before but then people asked them so then i just sort of started rambling because <laughs> it's okay I, I understand i think we're all kind of fry you know it's i, I get it um, yeah, it's been a long I'm gonna, day i'm gonna move now real quick there was a there, in the town hall chat there was um okay we had basically publius you know what what should have been done to prevent this um you know if if you you know we can go back in time you know 24, 48 hours. Um, how could we set ourselves up in the future so things like this don't happen? Well, there needs to be flash loan resistance built into governance. And, you know, that was what was attacked and that needs to be fixed. So, yeah. And do we have a, a clear path for that? The short answer is yes. Um, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's it's brutal because it's not technically hard to 
to fix. It's just like it just wasn't part of the protocol. Gotcha. Um, like, like the airbag was turned off in the passenger seat or something. You could just click, yeah. Um, okay, I'm being C. We're next up. Hey, everybody. Um, Publius, core team, uh, really sad to hear what happened. I've been affected. Everybody's been affected. Tough day. Um, that said, I am floored at the community response and just amazed at, you know, kind of the initiative that various community members and core contributors have taken to find a way forward. So that gives me a strong um, signal that, you know, this is something worth fighting for. Um, in addition, you know, the reason I got into Bean is the economic design. It, it feels strong. Um, and it, this, to date, it hasn't been proven wrong. Um, so there is still a lot to explore in this problem space. Um, that well, said, let's you know, prove it right. This is the biggest yeah. shitstorm imaginable. Let's prove it right. Let's, <laughs> let, yeah, let's, let's put it. the bandaid on and let's let the model work its magic. So, you know, there's a lot of work to be done to get, get that to happen, but, uh, we were also floored by the response today from the community. I mean, holy smokes. Yeah. Um, so I, I totally agree with you. I think they're, you know, I all for whatever path we choose, uh, I'd like to be involved and, and help you brainstorm. Um, one thing I'd like to bring up and something I'm mulling over is the extent of how much on-chain governance played a role in this exploit. And, you know, when I think about on-chain governance in DeFi and crypto in general, I feel like we uh, collectively are not ready for fully on-chain governed system. Uh, and part of the problem is that it introduces exploits like this, uh, things that we can't predict until it's already happened. Um, and so with that in mind, I'm curious how you're thinking about governance and what changes you're thinking about making to governance going forward. Well, well, you know, again, the flash loan resistance to governance is really the substantive change that needs to be made at first glance. Um, to your point about on-chain governance as a whole not being at the state that it needs to be, uh, evidently so. Um, but don't necessarily think that's reason to kind of back away from the concept of on-chain governance. And if the goal is to really have a truly autonomous protocol, which Beanstalk is designed to be, then you need on-chain governance. And so, uh, at least from our perspective, we'd be more inclined to try to take this as a major learning opportunity and build the most robust on-chain governance system possible as a response to this, basically. Yes. Um, one thing. Okay. So, uh, I'll, I'll leave it up to you to think about, but like there, my understanding was that you were using a custom governor contract. Um, I've been told that there's like the regular governor contract actually has this built in this, this fell safe against, uh, and so if we do want to consider like on-chain governance, 
uh, and making minimal changes going forward, then like we we really need to think of this as like the most important project to solve. Like how is next iteration of Bean going to be governed and how do we minimize the potential for exploit? What exists today and, and what minimal changes do we have to make, if any, to make sure that we use systems that are have already been simulated, hacked, and audited so that we minimize this going forward. Yeah, it's a great point. You know, a question I'm sure everyone will be considering uh, as we evaluate. Okay, uh, from the from the chat, there was how did this go from a bit with 250k to Ukraine? You know, all of a sudden. Know, to to draining uh, you know all the liquidity, you know what were those? Can you just explain that a little bit more. So there were two bips were proposed uh, back to back, and one of the bips was uh, verified on EtherScan to to donate to the Ukraine, basically. And it seemed like both of the BIPs were actually the same BIP. That was what it seemed like. And so it was relatively innocuous from that perspective because it seemed like they had just proposed the same BIP to Mint Beans to the Ukraine twice. Um, and that's why it, you know, it didn't really raise any flags. Okay, I think we have um, Plastic Bean. I think you were up next. <clears throat> thank you, Dumpling. Um, first of all, thank you, Publius. Thank you, Dumpling, and thank you to the whole team for coming forward and putting this together. I really appreciate it. I've been following Beanstalk uh, for uh, for a long time now. Uh, my one question is um, if if one of the solution is to uh, deploy a new contract and issue new tokens. What will happen to the current pod line? Are you guys going to default uh, on the debt, or uh, you will somehow transfer it over to uh, the the new contract? That's basically an open question that will be, you know, is one of those substantive things we we hope that the DAO will vote on. You know, that will will be certainly part of the options that are, you know, need to be voted on. Okay, thank you. Um, AJ, I think, uh, you're up next. AJ, uh, we can't hear you. you might try have to. You might have to leave and come back. For now, I'm going to move to Dr. Beans. Hi, guys. Um... Yeah, just we'll get AJ when back on. Um, you guys yeah, can hear me, yeah? More folks. Yeah, what's up, Dunks? Oh yeah, um, yeah. So just echoing like pretty much everyone's uh, sentiment. Um, yeah, rough, rough day. Still, hundred percent like believe in the the vision, the mission, and I think that I don't, 
what what I wanted to say was um, from my perspective, and this could be kind of obviously probably is wrong, but um, from my perspective, the the people there's seventy five million dollars uh, roughly. Got, uh, yeah, Callius. Dumbling. Dumb, not sure if there's a problem on your end, but but people are listening to Dunks. Hey, guys. Oh, I'm sorry. Dunks, please continue. Yeah, yeah. So, um, from from my perspective, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, there so there was a roughly seventy five million dollars of um, stable coins and ETH, like basically stolen from the protocol, right? Roughly, yes. Yeah. So, what my idea or suggestion is is, or just more, it's more the way I'm looking at it. It just occurred to me that, uh, from my perspective, if I was obviously some of that was mine not a lot but if i would be happy to be moved to the front of the pod line like i would be happy for that 75 million dollars to be moved to the front of the pod line um and uh, basically the protocol in that sense the protocol uh, would uh, the protocol would owe 75 million deans uh to um to those people who lost $75 million. And then uh, if there was a way to kickstart liquidity, then it seems to me that the current situation is the pod line is 650 million. So really all we're doing is we're adding an extra 75 million to that pod line. To me, that does not seem like an, insurmount an insurmountable obstacle. People were, it, it, to me, it doesn't actually seem that huge if we can solve the liquidity issue. So I just wanted wondering what what you guys think about that, and is that could that it, would it be possible to move like say the credit the the people who lost actual money, um, because obviously a lot of the pod line was people who lent. The only difficulty is that the pod line is is like ordered, and so it's a question of like where how do you order different people in the silo, which is fungible or, or stockholders are equivalent to, to some extent. Um, but the short answer is. The point that you're really getting at is uh, very clearly that there is a lot of different reason to be optimistic here, and so uh, it's unclear exactly what the right solution is. But but you know, we we like you are are optimistic. There's a path forward here. Yeah, yeah no, awesome. That that's that's just kind of yeah. That my sentiment is my feeling is that. We've lost seventy, you know, we've lost seventy-five million dollars. The protocol, in a, in a, in some sense, owes that. Uh, but we have a pod line which is basically represents what the protocol owes. I, I'm, I for one, happy to be included in that pod line. I, it would be cool if it was at the start, but you know, to me, that's kind of. It's like the broad strokes of like of where we're at, and it doesn't seem insurmountable. Yeah. It'd be another pod line. Like there's a you know there's a lot of different things to do here. There's a lot okay. of different things to do here. Cool. Yeah, thanks. That was all I wanted to. Say. Okay. Um. Next we'll go. Uh, food. Does this food, work? And then we'll. Does this work? Oh, AJ, you're on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, here you go. go ahead. Hey. Um. So wow. Um. Publius, nice to hear your voice. Like, you know, I'm not going to waste time um, on all the uh, politics. Uh, I hope everybody's, you know, in good health. Um, I, I've seen you all through a lot of phases. I haven't always been super involved, but I, I've seen Beanstalk move through a lot of phases, and I'm super in awe 
of what has been accomplished despite this sort of atomic tragedy that's occurred today this point issue it's just amazing this this i'm totally sold on it um and every time that you know i thought that there was no way you guys could come back you've come back and so i i just don't listen to that doubt anymore um a lot of people have you know asked really good questions and and posed really good good concerns looking backwards looking forwards their concerns their questions their suggestions and i'm like super impressed by the community I I would like to know I, I have like some general concerns about what the Beanstalk Farms organization will look like going forward. I know that you said that you've gotten a lot of support from your group. Um and I, I think that what you've stated is that you continue to plan on working on this for full time. I think we all have a lot of hope, but I would like if there's you know anything more to address there, I, I, I would, uh, you know, I'd like to hear it addressed. And yeah, I mean, other than that, like, um, you know, the other thing is what, you know, what do you need? Uh, what do you need from us? I mean, you know, this has been about, we, we, we heard your apology and the empathy and your commitment to moving forward. So how can the community help the community uh, make sure that we bring this incredible concept back to life. So those are my two questions. Like, what do you need from us? And also just maybe some commentary on like what Beanstalk Farms looks like operationally moving forward. Yeah, it's unclear. I mean, Beanstalk Farms, everyone was basically paid, you know, via there was the BIPs to mint the beans to fund the the, the 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 development and basically the beans are currently worthless so everyone from uh beanstalk uh farms that wants to continue working on beanstalk it remains uh it remains uh unclear you know how to be best do that but you know the the the, the short answer is people who are going to keep working on beanstalk farms are going to do it more or less on a voluntary basis. Right, okay. Um, and yeah, I mean, just, I mean, if there's anything that you need from the community, I don't know. That's that's the only thing, you know, what can we do, what can we do for Beanstalk Farms? What, what can we do for Beanstalk We're gonna figure this out together. So uh, the short answer is by Tuesday, the hope is during class to have you know, some sort of substantive uh, ideas we can start to discuss, um, and we'll see where we're at on the capital front. And so those are really the two main things. It's like, what's the best way to set this up? And then, um, you know, like actually try to raise the liquidity, and then how do we, where do we source it from? So what's the structure of it, and then how do we actually source it? Those are the two main questions at the moment. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, AJ. Um, okay, next, uh, foo.eth. Okay, if you're not near a mic, um, you can go to Callius, did you go? Um, or DevBear? Hi, guys. Um, I'm Callius, and hi, Publius. 
I have a background in uh, back alley distribution and enforcement, and I'd like to ask a question about, uh, you know, Jack Newell's. Well, after this exploit, will I'm Jack Newell still? It's a little you know, hard. Jack... It's a little hard to um, hear you. Jack Newell's. I have a question about Jack Newell. Will after this exploit, will still be able? Will he still be able to buy his girl a house and go private? I'm sorry, you're going a little bit in and out, um, and so it's a little hard to hear your question. Um, do you guys know Jack Newell? Uh, do we know him? Uh, only on Twitter. Okay, so will, after this exploit, will he still be able to... Uh, I, I didn't understand that. Yeah, sorry about that. I think it was a joke. Um... But, uh, yeah, we'll go to uh, Dev Bear. Hey, guys, how's it going? Um, I just had a couple of questions kind of from a technical perspective. Um, the first of which was kind of your guys' motivation for having the protocol have full, like, like basically governance to have pretty much God mode into kind of the, the one contract that, based on the diamond pattern, how it delegates out to all the other BIPs and additions. The idea behind allowing that to execute arbitrary call data with no restrictions whatsoever, specifically on user funds that have been deposited. And the second question was, why wasn't the call data on the governance proposal checked for over 24 hours before it was executed? So to answer the former question, the, the desire to have a fully on-chain governance system was effectively such that the the system could really run autonomously and go ahead sorry it's just my feedback you're good oh no problem and so like from a principal perspective like why could the governance up uh, uh execute arbitrary code uh well the short answer is the, the beanstalk when it was originally deployed like was not it would not, it would not, it, it wasn't working. Like it, it took the bits that were implemented in order to make Beanstalk continue to work. And the structure of what changes would need to be made to Beanstalk at the time that it was uh, deployed, uh, it was very unclear to us what would need to be changed and what would not be, need to be changed, if that makes sense. And just so just from a practical perspective, uh, you know, it, it really was like a necessity for the system to be able to be changed uh, somewhat arbitrarily, and then the hope was that the structure of the governance system was sufficiently secure to accept arbitrary uh, execution of code, uh, because the BIPs wouldn't be executed unless uh, people were 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 um, you know people people supported the BIPs, and so the the benefit of doing the on chain like the on chain governance is really to facilitate that, um, and to to you know, to answer your second question as to why the on-chain call data was not uh, looked at, the short answer is, uh, and you know, it, it, it's it, it, you know, it's un it's unclear. Uh, it's unclear what what. I mean, the short answer is, yeah. Uh, 
Don't just correct me. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like, if one of the members that had access to the emergency stop had looked at the call data before it was executed, this could have been prevented. Correct? Uh, on, honestly, I'm. Uh, that's unclear uh, to us at the time. Well, wouldn't it the emergency stop was pulled before the call data was executed? The call data would have reverted when the governance proposal executed. C correct, but your question was whether the, from reviewing the on-chain call data, it would have been possible to determine whether there was an attack happening, and that's the thing that's unclear. That's fair enough. Yeah, it just seems a little bit negligent that the team did not do that due diligence and let, you know, there was confusion around it. People were confused that no one from the team, you know, executed the call data on a local fork of mainnet on the machine and see what happened. Because what you could have done is you could have simulated, like, had you just like, like, you know, like Ganache CLI can just fork like mainnet state, you could have executed that call data on your local machine and watch the curve pool get drained. So like, yeah, that's just kind of my question. I'm not trying to press you guys or anything, but like, you know, as someone also building a protocol, these are the type of things that we kind of looked for, like around, like, you know, simulations and testing to see these kind of measures. Um, so something like, you know, even fuzz testing this, but most importantly, just like literally like forking mainnet and executing the call data locally, you would have seen that this happened. So just like for your like going forward, any other like security considerations that you guys have, um, you know, that's one thing that I've always thought like for executing like on-chain call data and having a time lock, like having someone whose responsibility is simply to just like run it locally and see what happens. Um, seems like that would be important because um, call data like this, like definitely would have been able to detect that like in advance. Yeah, I think there's a lot of learning uh, lessons to be learned here. And uh, Beanstalk didn't have like a, a head of security or someone that was responsible for uh, testing the BIPs. And so, yeah, this is, uh, this is one of those things that uh, in a decentralized capacity, it's like everyone can point fingers and, yeah, it stinks. No, like... Now, the other question, just to kind of follow up on that, is like, why, like, what was the reasoning for governance, like the governance, basically call data or any BIP, to have full access to the LP positions in the pool and to be able to send them to arbitrary addresses and move tokens arbitrarily? Um, like, from a protocol design perspective, the only person that should be able to remove, like, an asset like that from, from the pool should be the person that deposited it. So, governance, like, the way, like, I've kind of learned protocol design, it should only be let's take an example let's take an example where the curve the curve pool for the bean three curve pool has an a parameter of 10 and let's say uh instead of going through curve governance to change the a parameter from a to t from a hundred from 10 to 100 uh beanstalk farms deploys a new pool and then proposes uh basically via governance to immediately migrate any deposited liquidity from uh, the curve pool with a, an A parameter of 10 to an A parameter of 100. And so there's the, like, there's just some practical things that you'd want to be able to do um, that in hindsight, you may say, well, at the margin, it's not worth it. Um, but that was the thinking. Couldn't you just, like, add a list of, like, approved addresses, like, a, like just, like, a, a mapping of approved averages within the diamond contract that says, like, Governance is allowed to move tokens like from here to here via like a specific like you could have a specific like token moving function that checks to see like am I pulling this token from somewhere that's like allowed and am I moving to somewhere that's allowed 
and you could just whitelist that new curve pool. Um, it just seemed kind of strange that the protocol design allowed for arbitrary moving of tokens from like one arbitrary location to another with arbitrary call data executed permissionlessly. It just feels a little bit like, I'm not trying to like press you guys. I'm just like, you know, as you know, as someone who like is really deep into this stuff, it just seems a little bit just confusing why it was designed like that. Um, and I just want to get your thoughts on like, if there was another, if like, if that was the reason why like that was done, um, or if there was like a, a more like, I don't know. I don't really know what I'm asking at this point, but like, why, why was it implemented that way? And did anyone like, see that? I will say you, um, we, you definitely are pressing them, but that's also okay. Uh, I think that this is a, a forum for that. So that's, that's good. I guess I would say, you know, when, you know, are you, are you open to, you know, to helping us as we, you know, as we make any changes to this, because it seems like you're highly qualified for this sort of thing. Like it's it's not particularly something I have time to to look in. I'm just like trying to like get a consolation of like why these things weren't discussed internally and why the audit firms that have audited beans in the past, if it has been audited, like missed something like this. Um, it just it just feels very kind of strange. And if I was like a community member who didn't understand this stuff, it's like I you know having a, a very like concrete solid answer as to why like governance could arbitrarily move my money at any time seems like something I would like want to have an answer for. Yeah, I mean, respectfully, no one has raised this with us to date. Obviously, now's the time to raise it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, if you have questions about why the, 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 the white paper and the protocol, the goal is to make that as upfront as possible, that arbitrary code could be executed via BIPs. Um, but recognize that, uh, you know, that that might not be uh, the best way to draw it up. For sure. Uh, yeah, that's about all the questions I have. I guess like the only question I have forward, have, have you guys discussed internally, like from a code perspective, uh, anything that you plan to improve on or like architecture, like architecturally, um, a lot of the discussion throughout the day today was really focused on governance. Um, and how it was like governance's fault that this was, you know, this happened. They're saying like, oh, on-chain governance bad, let's move to off-chain, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but from my understanding, it looks like it was a failure of software architecture, not a failure of on-chain governance. And I feel like a lot of people were pointing fingers at on-chain governance saying it's bad. Um, so I just want to get your thoughts on, on, you know, if there's anything you guys have talked about that keeps on-chain governance, um, you know, because it seems like removing it for the sake of removing it is just like, we don't want to write the code to do it properly. Well, we just removed it currently uh, to prevent any additional exploits effectively. Um, but that that's not to say that we think that there shouldn't be on-chain governance going forward in any way. Cool, Make, makes sense. Thank you guys for answering those questions. That's about all I have. Yeah, appreciate your questions very much. I think I brought on uh, Sages and uh, Tyler Burden. Uh, we'll go with uh, Sages first. Uh, Tyler, if you're near your mic, why don't you go ahead as well? Okay. Hi guys, can you hear, can you hear me now? Uh, yes, can hear you. Okay. So, um, yeah, thank you for, for doing this. Um, 
you know, um, I've been following Beanstalk for a while. And I really wanted to see it succeed. And today was, was not a great day. Um, I just want to follow up on a question that was asked earlier, earlier about defaulting the pods. Um, the pod line is, is about 700 million now. Um, it just feels like a little bit odd as a solution, proposal solution to move forward. Um, especially after we lost money in the silo, it means that we may lose and we may lose our pods as well. I just want to know if if that's something that is being considered for real or or um, or not. Well, I think everything is on the table, and the the everything ranges from just launching a new a new diamond contract that's totally unencumbered by any sort of previous obligations uh, to trying to honor 100% of the current obligations in some form. Uh, so that's, again, like Beanstalk is nothing without the community. And so at the end of the day, it's really a question of which is, and this is going to be a paddle, an uphill battle, whatever, whatever is the course we all choose to take. Um, the point is the community's got to gear up for that uphill battle. and uh don't you know we're we're not we're not really in a position to say whether the pod should be uh uh you know because again if you have to migrate to a new beanstalk contract then the question is do you also migrate the pod obligation and so it's really just a it is just a question and it can happen or not um but there's no there's no right answers at the moment. This is a shitty situation, and there are no right answers. Okay. Um, it just feels like, you know, I don't know, maybe it's just being a little, you know, it's been a little difficult today to lose money on the silo, but it just feels like, you know, that losing money, money as well in the pods, that, you know, it's not a great solution, but okay, I mean. Yeah, no one wants to lose money. Agree. Uh, well, Tyler, I think, you know, you could be part of those conversations. You know, we're going to have several more. This isn't, this isn't the only one, right? Um, so, uh, Sages next. All right, not sure you're there. I invited a few more people to speak. Smokey, Smokey's back. GM Kings, back again. Um, so one quick question, and I, and I, I asked this to, I think, to probably understand how um, we're internally thinking about positioning in front of VC, et cetera, at the moment. But if you're sort of on the other side of the table and you're evaluating why to, you know, fund Bean versus fund a fork at this point, because inevitably the narratives within like the next week or two will be like, like, I would not be surprised if we see a series of Bean forks. Um, you know, how does, like, what's the incentive for a third party to inject liquidity here apart from the community? It's the credit history. That's the short answer. It's your buying into credit history. What, what, part, what part of that matters? 
Well, the fact that Beanstalk has a history of paying back its debt is not insignificant. And furthermore, if you consider what actually killed all of the previous attempts at credit-based stablecoins, they never really made it out of the launch phase, if that makes sense. And so, right. re- but, what, what... but just to just to complete the the statement, uh, even if you say like a new Beanstalk is the way to go, the launch question is very much unanswered. And at this point, don't really think that the current the current model would be prepared for a, uh, a like a launch into such publicity, if that makes sense. So it's like you can you can fork Beanstalk, but that's I mean, frankly, don't even necessarily think that that's like the position you want to be in. I mean, obviously, you have uh, a lot of obligations in the current Beanstalk, but if you have no obligations, that's how you get into season of plenty territory and inorganic demand. And uh, there's a lot to be said for the alpha here if Beanstalk, the current version of Beanstalk, uh, is able to uh, attract enough lenders to come back from the debt. That's the short answer. So um, that's 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 the positioning. Fair. I, I don't mean to belittle what Beanstalk's accomplished because it's uh, it's 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 quite significant, right? I'm just saying that at this point, the major risk which people are worried about, which is, can you create a protocol like this that that pays out and actually prints over time? You like you guys have kind of de-risked that, right? In the eyes of what is possible versus what isn't possible. So like. I I do get your point around the credit history, but I also do wonder if if like and I, I'm just saying this again, speaking from a devil's advocate point of view. Like you know, how do you? It it, it feels like a really tough statement to make objective claims around in terms of you know, there's no way to to do a clean like cold launch um, with appropriately managed or like you know effectively. Yeah, agree. Agree, agree with that 100. percent We would we would just say. Uh... Despite being in a, a horrible position at the moment, uh, we welcome the competition. Like Beanstalk That's good. Is, I, I respect that. Beanstalk is better for the competition. Okay, I think we have um, Clover Glow. Hey, can you hear me? Um, I have I have a pair of questions for you. First, um. Earlier in the call, you mentioned that you, um, you, you didn't feel like you were the leaders of Beanstalk. Do you feel like you could, you could rep, I mean, do you feel like you can represent the um, protocol to VCs? I think they'll be, they'll be looking for someone who can speak for the protocol. They, they won't be looking for a highly decentralized process, so... Um, how do you think you can present yourself to a potential large investor? Well, we're here. We just raised our hands. We're, we just doxed ourselves. So the short answer is, uh, while we don't intend to be, as has been the case for a very long time, we don't intend to be the sole voice talking to people about Beanstalk. In fact, while this call has been going on, we've been getting a ton of texts from people saying, hey, I talked to so-and-so, uh, and, you know, <laughs> there's a lot people saying they're going to put money in it's like uh there's a lot of uh chatter and we don't anticipate being the only ones or the main ones but um we're certainly going to participate in the process of trying to facilitate and uh you know get do do 
do do whatever we can to to help make that happen. But at the end of the day, and this is really a hill we will die on, uh, and the very beginning that at some point the goal is for Publis to disappear. Like, we don't want Beanstalk to be reliant on any individual or group of individuals whatsoever. And so the the long-term vision here is 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 not altered. And while in the short term, like, obviously things have changed. We're doxxed. The this, this substantive thing has changed. Um, you know, we, 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 we encourage everyone to... We encourage everyone to participate in this process, basically. This is a group, this is a group project in many ways. I see. And you mentioned earlier there's no head of security. Is your, is your organizational model, um, is that possible under your organizational model? Are you open to it? Well, well Beanstalk itself is just governed by an on-chain DAO. Um, Beanstalk Farms has a lot of and someone who's just solely in, you know, working on security, let's call it. So there's nothing to preclude, preclude that from changing in the future, and you know that would seem to be a prudent thing to do. Uh, if anything, uh, and it's not, it's like, well, why wasn't there? They're really hard to find. You know, either the people that have this knowledge base work for auditing firms or are hackers, and so it's very hard to get in touch with any of them and to try to recruit them to work on a single project. And lots of the auditors have all sorts of language in the contracts that we can't solicit their employees. And so it makes it really difficult for Beanstalk Farms or Beanstalk as a protocol to attract you know, some sort of security specialist. Now, maybe after this happens, someone will raise their hands. Um, but to date, that, you know, that, was not, that was not possible, basically. Okay. Thank, thank you for your answers there. Um, the other thing I wanted to check in with you on is, um, so the, it's, uh, it's been made clear that the, you know, the government system hasn't changed since the Omnitia audit. audit. Um, I, I thought I heard earlier today that what had changed since then was that um, assets that could be borrowed in a flash loan had been introduced to the silo. Is, is that true? Uh, don't believe that is the thing that changed. Uh, as we were saying earlier, our understanding of what changed uh, that facilitated the exploit was that the percentage of uh, BDV in the silo uh, that was in liquidity pools uh, increased dramatically over the past couple of days, and that facilitated via a flash loan the acquiring of enough uh, BDV to... Uh, 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 supermajority uh, pass a BIP. Uh, but the assets that were whitelisted in the silo themselves, uh, at least as far as we understand it, uh, were non-substantive. I see. Okay, so w even when what it, going back to BIP 7 or whatever the, au the audit was, there was the, the uh, flash zonable assets uh, were already uh, part of the protocol. Yeah, there's nothing whatsoever that changed since BIP seven, that would have allowed this to happen in our in our opinion, or uh, you know, based on our understanding at the moment, certainly. Okay, great. Thank you for clarifying that.
Yeah, and obviously they don't want to raise their hands and say, hey, we fucked up. You know, that's not something that Omnisha wants to do. Um, and we're not going to, you know, we're not going to try to force them to do that, but um, we're also not going to pretend like like this was something that, that was introduced after the fact. Yep, understood, absolutely. Okay, we had King Shrimp up earlier and, and they left, but King Shrimp, you want to? I can't hear you, King Shrimp. Still, um, okay, we'll move to Mew Mew Mushin. Uh, hey guys, can you uh, hear me all right? Yes, can hear you. Perfect. Um, uh, first off, I want to take my hat off to Publius for doxing themselves, um, providing all this transparency. Obviously, uh, a majority of people, I think, would have just cut and run, shut down the Discord. Mew Mew, um, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry to interrupt, but I've heard from a lot of people they don't want to hear that, so can you just keep, can you get sure, to the question? Sure, 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 100%. Appreciate it. Um, so appreciate the sentiment, bye. Uh, first one uh, I want to ask about is, was there a bug bounty in place? Um, and uh, if not, why not? Uh, you know, not that we're uh, in the business of pointing fingers, but this goes back to the decentralized nature of things. Uh, the desire for a bug bounty is something we raised, a, uh, you know, a, a multitude of times over the past couple of months, and for whatever reason, it never happened. So, uh, yeah, there's no reason whatsoever that there was no bug bounty. That was something we 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 liked a lot. I can actually so speak to that a little bit. I can speak to that a little bit. Um, we did the one that we looked into was code. Um, code arena and we just we did a little um analysis of it and it seemed as if code arena was really just using the top two or three people from code arena. like it wasn't like a big the idea behind code arena is that you have you, you put up your code and then a bunch of people can you know can look at it that's kind of a formal uh bug bounty program it looked as if um for what we were looking to spend or uh i don't know it we were thinking about doing about fifty thousand for it and we sort of analyzed it and decided that that wasn't the one for it for us and kept looking uh but ultimately uh didn't find one so anyway i just wanted to speak to that a little bit since um that was something that was was on my desk Fantastic, thanks. Um, and the other thing I wanted to ask about is, um, uh, is there going to be any attempts to negotiate with a hacker to say take a haircut and treat it as a bug bounty and have some money come back? Um, and I don't really know Tornado Cash too well, uh, but as far as I know, I think the 950 mil from Ronan and the 450 mil from Wormhole uh, went through Tornado or is attempted to go through Tornado, which has 
liquidity issues for how much it can enter and exit. So it may be the case that, you know, the hacker has 75 million sitting there, and I'm happy to be corrected on this, but has 75 million sitting there that is going to be difficult to clear through the system. So there may be some incentive for him to, you know, take 7.5 mil or 5 mil and return the rest of the funds to the protocol uh, as, as, as this being considered. Yeah, I mean, it's it's something that's all options are on the table, basically. And on that front, we're just trying to consult with lawyers and stuff to do that, you know, properly, basically. Perfect. Thanks. Um, And uh, uh, there's just one more. I don't want to take up too much time. Um, One person that came to mind um, was, as far as getting liquidity, was um, Tetranode, who I'm sure everyone knows. Um, The reason he comes to mind is because he is very big on, he's anti-VC generally. Um, He is controversial, um, but he does believe in decentralization. Um, and I think he might be a person to approach. Um, and I just wanted to put that out there. Thanks. Well, for anyone listening, if you have a connection to Tetranode, you know, feel free to try to connect us. Perfect. That's all I have. Thank you very much, guys. I had a couple more people up on stage. Uh, Martek, are you uh, near Mike? Uh, hi, folks. You can hear me, right? Uh, yeah, so, I'm, all appreciations for everything. I'll keep it short. Uh, and everything else. So I'm just thinking how to make it work in the future, right? Uh, there are different problems, different sets, and so on. Uh, I So my background is very corporate, corporate lending and borrowing, asset management. I'm leading a few companies that look into digital asset space of that side. And stablecoin is a very cornerstone of everything, right? So most of the corporate lending and borrowing that happens or most of the stablecoin market cap that you see Chunk of it happens on the corporate side, uh, not that much on the retail side. In fact, deals are of the size of hundreds of millions per loan uh, and so on, right? Now, having said that, uh, what I wanted to also point out is usually people see DeFi and TradFi as mutually exclusive, whereas it is not. Uh, what I mean by TradFi is traditional finance and DeFi, you know already, right? Uh, what I wanted to propose, and I want to keep it short, so I'll have a separate discussion if uh, folks are keen or team is keen, is to enable corporate lending and borrowing side because that will enable hundreds of million of capital to flow right into Bean's ecosystem. If somehow we can prove, and this has been tried and tested for months, that it works. And now, especially that the team is doxed, I think that can be on the table. Uh, so that is one aspect because right now lending and borrowing rates, uh, even with the likes of Celsius, Nexos, and all big players, are quite high. And if Beans can bring it down, and if we can open the doors, I think that will get the whole machinery going once again. Yeah, that is one point. Second point is also 
we are also leading and running some of the regulated custodians uh, in the space, in the corporate space, right? Uh, and when I say regulated custodians, I see more and more DeFi projects coming to us for the treasury management. When I say us, I don't mean only myself and my corporate. I mean all the custodians which are set up. Why? Because A, uh, it avoids all the exploits, uh, hacks, rug opportunities in future. B, they are regulated. So there's always somebody accountable. And C, they are insured that even if something happens, there is insurance backing them up from Lloyds of London, Lockton, and so on. So that's also one more aspect. And there are three, four other aspects. So if this project takes off, this angle, I would also like team to explore. Because as much as we are doing in DeFi space, decentralized space, uh, there's a lot that can be done in TradFi space, which can be enabled because of the entire stablecoin ecosystem that we'll be creating here. Yeah? And our understanding of decentralization doesn't mean that there is no accountability. It just means that trust is in protocol, not in humans, because everything is coded in protocol, and that's why it's decentralized. Yeah. Uh, so I'll stop here and would like to take it offline if there is any interest. Also, uh, I would like to share my opinion on the entire thing. Of course, every option is on the table on how do we address that. In my personal opinion, not paying back uh, or removing or just writing off all losses of investors is not an option, right? Because you have somebody who has their father's money into the protocol. You have somebody who has two children and then put all their savings online. So as much as we all support the protocol, we should support the community as well and not just write it off. So these are two things I just wanted you to say. I do have some solution, but I'm also mindful that we have plenty of people on the line. And I appreciate team taking out hours and hours to address everybody and doxing themselves. So thanks a lot. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Any few more people up? At uh, Jeff the Baker. Oh, uh, hello. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Can. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, I'll keep it short. Um, you know, I think something important to consider that shouldn't be um, forgotten about is how Bean came to be in the first place, the methodology behind it, um, the inception of the project. Uh, Bean got to where it was because of the nature it was designed and uh, how different elements were architected. It's unlike anything else that's uh, been seen before. And whatever happens going forward, I think if it loses that uh, nature, can be detrimental to the future of being. Not to say that uh, more secure um, precedent shouldn't be placed in the future, but I mean, that's the bread and butter of being. And with that, uh, Bean has already shown to be one of, if not the most efficient mechanisms in the world for repaying debt. And with that, you know, as we're talking about different ways to go about VC funding or restart, um, there's a lot of different models that work. And I think all those different models uh, can work for Bean, given that it, it's shown that it's able to pay off its debts. And um, 
you know, I just think everyone should keep a uh, an open mind about those different options. There's a lot of uh, attacks or, or happenings of this sort that have happened in the past, and other protocols have been able to come back from it. I mean, we're we're gonna we're gonna try our best to help that help facilitate that for Beanstalk, and you know it's 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 gonna be a community effort to make that happen. But um, yeah, definitely think that your comments about how Beanstalk has demonstrated a high efficacy at paying back its debt is a good starting point. So uh, a lot to position Beanstalk. Uh, in a positive light uh, for potential people to come in and backstop this, and don't think we need to do that in a way that compromises the integrity of the model by any means. Okay. Um, sorry, that was Jeff the Baker. Uh, Benji. Uh, hey, guys. Um, I will try to keep it short as well. So as far as I understand, um, we're, we lost about $75 million um, worth of non-bean assets. And if we can get them back, basically, we can balance back the pools and solve that issue. And then it's just a matter of, of trust of people not dumping everything once we go again. Um, I didn't hear much discussion about the possibility of getting these funds back. Um, and I'm not a developer, so I don't have much knowledge about it. But um, are there, is, is there any chance... Um, your opinion to to track or to code in a way or or or, or uh, track the trail um, of the funds going through a tornado and then work with centralized exchange to basically get these funds back. Um, obviously, it might not be a high uh, chance of, of of doing that, but I didn't hear much discussion about that at all in the last two uh, two hours of of this call. Yeah, so in short, uh, that's something that we're very much trying to pursue. Um, and there's already a couple, there was a firm that does on-chain analysis that reached out to Beanstalk Farms, and they're starting to look into it. And I, I believe Beanstalk Farms tweeted sort of like an open call for some assistance. And the short answer is to to get as much help as possible to try to track these funds down and recover them if possible. Um, but at the same time, feel like it it's prudent to proceed as if the funds are not recoverable. And then if they are, that's, you know, that's a great place to be. But the starting place is that they're not recoverable, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, you as developers and the backgrounds that you have, do you have like any maybe glance or idea what what are like how complicated it is or what's the the chance of them being able to really mask the funds through like that that amount through the liquidity it seems like they have less than a billion there um maybe so about 10x our understanding is that firms like chain analysis actually have a way to unmix things like uh tornado cash and so there is something to be said for these these funds are very difficult for people to launder that's one of the nice things about the blockchain um but don't we've never really experienced this before so don't have a sense of what the actual timeline might be or the the likelihood of recovery of funds or how much of the funds are likely to be recovered it's really 
you know, no idea. Okay, understood. Uh, thank you for the time. I, I think I'm one of the individuals that um, lost um, a high um, amount here. So um, if there is anything that can be um, helped in terms of like funding and talking directly with these firms, then I, I might be um, happy to participate as well. Um, thank you for your time. Thank you. Hello, what's that called on? Hello? Hello, what's that called on? Charlie, go ahead. Okay. Hey, so Ben, I've got a question um, and a comment. I, I'm still, after two hours, I'm still a little concerned that it doesn't appear that anybody's taking any responsibility for this and, and still saying that, you know, that there is no leader and nobody's in charge yet. You guys are clearly the ones that created this product and are answering questions for, for two and a half hours. So I guess that's a comment, but my question is if the point of this is to engender trust going forward, then, you know, how much trust can be created if, if there's nobody that's going to take responsibility for what went wrong? So I'd like you to answer, if you could, that first, and then I have another question. I mean, that's up to you. If, you know, we're, we're, I'm we're, asking you. It's not, I mean, well, I'm, it's not up to me. I'm, I'm well, asking you. Is, you're asking like a rhetorical question. At the no, end no, it's not rhetorical. It is. It's, it's why, an actual question. Beanstalk? It's like, it's unclear at this point in time why someone might want to trust Beanstalk. And therefore... No, no, that's not what my question is. No, just hang on one second. My question is, are you saying that you have no responsibility whatsoever for this entire endeavor, for the technology that's built, for the, um, you know, for the platform that's set up? Because if... If that's the case, then how does anybody, and it's a question, and, and you're here to engender trust, if that's the case, then, then, then who are we to trust going forward that this is not going to happen again if you're not the one that's going to make sure it doesn't happen again? I mean, I can't make sure it doesn't happen again. You know, that's... Why, why, why not? The code is open source and, and, and open and anyone can read it. So the whole concept is the only thing that we did was we deployed the contracts on mainnet. And that's something that we worked very hard to do. And at that point in time, since then, we've done everything we can in our power to educate people and to surround Beanstalk with a, a high quality set of individuals that all want to work on it. But well, the that's short my point. Is, I mean, you are so you are running a business. And this it's is one of your... There's no way. How can you say it's running a business? We deployed some a, a piece of software on the Ethereum mainnet. There's no I guess, business. I guess, the, I guess the question is, and I'm, I'm not trying to get into an argument, if you're not... Well, you're, 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 you're basically asking us to take responsibility, and that's quite inappropriate. 
We've been well, very clear from the beginning that this is an experiment. If you look at all of the con, if you look at the latest roadmap, the first line is Beanstalk is an experiment. People are constantly harassing us. Why don't you take that down? Beanstalk is proving itself. It's like, no, Beanstalk is an experiment. We're all figuring this out together. So no, the no, idea I, that- I understand that. I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's not an experiment. And hey, I'm not- Charlie, and I, try, just, let's just, let's try to limit the crosstalk a little bit. Let's both be Publius. You can be patient with Charlie and Charlie will be patient well, with- okay. But, but so, respectfully, it, we are being patient, but when you ask us to take responsibility, that it's something that is, is, is really inappropriate. Like we- Well, let me ask you a question if- but, Go ahead. Look, you know, you're, you're here as a leader, right? You're here as somebody that is trying to keep this cohort together. And part of that responsibility is to, to don't agree, get people don't who agree just, with that assertion at all. We would please don't interrupt me. Come on. But I, I, hey, you're saying that we're here as a leader. I disagree with that assertion. Okay. We're well, here let me finish people. my look. You know, there's well, people on this call. Hang on a second. There's people on this call that lost, lost $75 million. So I think yeah, I you can be patient. I think you can be patient and let me ask the question. My Go question ahead, is question. if the purpose of this call, because I've been listening for two hours, is to to get people to stay within this program, to to engender trust and support, to to stay with you or whomever put this out, then how do we how do we know that this is not going to happen again? How do we know that somebody is looking over the technology to make sure that the right safeguards are in place. Whose job is that? If you're saying that's nobody's job. Whose job then- is it? Beanstalk was audited recently. So at the end of the day, we've tried our absolute best to do everything possible uh, to, to make sure that the contracts are secure. We, 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 there's, there's nothing we can do other than having open source documentation, having uh, all of the things uh, open source on chain that you can read. Like there's nothing, there's no, there's no action that we've tried to take uh, to make it such that uh, A, we're the leaders or B, anyone else is reliant on us for anything. In fact, the whole ethos of decentralization is such that no one is reliant. Like the protocol is not reliant on any individual. So we, you know, from an ethos perspective, just don't agree with the characterization there. So Charlie, I let that go on for a while, but I didn't, you know, I didn't want it to devolve for too long. Um, I think it's just a difference, you know, it, this call is really to explain, you know, to explain what happened. It's not a convincing call. It's not a call to convince people, you know, but as we lay the information out for people, people have to make their own decision, whether or not it's something that they want to, you know, continue to be involved with or not. So I uh, appreciate the sentiment, but that's, that's probably where I would leave it. But but who who people choose to point fingers at, that's up to them. We're here, we've raised our hands, we've identified ourselves, we truly feel like we've conducted ourselves from the beginning in a way that we're willing to stand by, and that's reflected in the fact that we're coming forward today. So we don't feel like we have anything to hide. Uh, we're very proud of the technology that Beanstalk has uh, uh, demonstrated as possible, and at the end of the day, well, this is really horrible, and we we acknowledge that there's a lot of money that was lost, uh, and people are suffering, and people are angry. Um, this is this is one of the things about decentralized technology, and it's 
it's a work in progress to figure out how to how do you have on-chain governance? This was something that Unbanksia raised a, a, a little while ago. It's it's difficult, and uh, we're we're quite empathetic to the to the anger as to like how can how can something like this happen? It's like yeah, we it sucks. It really sucks. That's the short answer, and. The longer answer is, I think everyone that has been involved in Beanstalk to date has really tried their best to facilitate its success collectively. And the the audit that was conducted, uh, you know, we thought was a big deal uh, towards having some verification that, uh, in addition to just being out in the open, there were experts that had a a history of looking at this and. You know, obviously that wasn't good enough. So it's very unfortunate, and we were very empathetic. Okay, next, uh, JGR Northwood, or Green Greenwood. I can't hear you yet. Okay, uh, rated. Brought you up. Hey, how's it going? Can you hear me? Yep, can hear you. Cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just have a couple questions about the audit that might have already been answered, but hopefully I'm not doing any repeats. If I am, just shut me down. Um, you know, a lot of talk about responsibility, and I think um, ultimately it's you know it's a huge shame the whole situation, and you know I, I feel the sentiment that you were saying that yeah, a lot of people lost a lot of money today. It's it's fucking tragic. I mean, there's no way around that. Um, and while you could sit here and everyone in the Discord all day has been pointing fingers at every single person on the whole planet, it's it's not productive. But I do have a question of, I mean, earlier, Publius, you were kind of pointing at a notion that um, Omnisha was kind of, they did audit it, but I, I'm hearing different stories. Omnisha says they didn't audit it, and there were changes made after their last audit that allowed for this. And I was kind of hearing sentiment that there weren't from you. And I'm just curious... Why didn't Omnisha audit the new changes? Um, and then also, did they audit? You, you, you said that the code hadn't been changed since then. So I'm just curious, the code that was exploited. Yeah, so curious. to clarify, yeah. the code that was exploited was the emergency commit functionality for BIPs, which has been there since launch. Um, Omnisha audited a commit hash through BIP7, uh, and it's really, the question is, well, why isn't the whole contract updated? It's be, we tried very hard to get them to do that, but in short, they insisted on a commit, and then any upgrades that happened since that, they, were, they wanted to look at after the fact. And so they put together the initial audit report on the commit hash through BIP7, and then the anticipation was to have them start to audit the, you know, all of the code that was introduced after BIP7 uh, in the near future. And then obviously there was also the Trail of Bits audit lined up for early June that the thought was they were going to audit the current state of Beanstalk because they didn't need a commit hash in advance. Um, and that would basically facilitate the, like, all of the contract to be uh, audited. So substantively, uh, why, why, why did they only audit through BIP7? It's because 
it you know it took them like four months to audit Beanstalk uh, from the time we sent them the code to when the audit was released, and that basically there was a ton of development between then. Uh, but substantively, the new code was not the thing that was exploited. So the, in their report, which we looked at, they said that it was the the uh, you know the whitelisted assets that were added via other BIPs, which were used in the attack. But that was not the thing that was exploited, if that makes sense. So, so had, go ahead. the code the code that was exploited was present on the Omnisha audit. The code that was exploited was included in the Omnisha audit. That's correct. Okay. Okay, it's really cool to have that said and clear because I mean, I mean, yeah, I think, and I think earlier you were kind of saying, you know, we need to be, you know, kind to Omnisha, but I mean, at the same time, it it does seem like if there is a finger yeah. to point well, to, not pointing fingers, but the point yeah. is, they, the code that was exploited, they certainly had. Okay, and then okay, I have I have a couple more questions, um, which is, just in the spirit of the blockchain and decentralization, have the team wallets ever been made known, and also, did you guys have any losses from this? Uh, yeah, so the Publius wallets on chain, uh, there are other wallets that like we individually have uh, that thus far have not been disclosed. Uh, we individually lost a lot of money today. Uh, we, you know, there's a lot of questions of like, oh, I bet Publius has made lots of money from this at this point. We really have not made any money in the grand scheme of things. Uh, and the vast majority of our assets were still invested in Beanstalk uh providing liquidity uh and furthermore and this isn't super substantive but it is worth saying uh we really didn't launch this in a way that facilitated us to have a large amount of ownership so at this point the three of us individually each have like mid single digit percent of stock probably uh or at least until the exploit happened uh but where there's uh, more exposure to the protocol is just like our families, if that makes sense. Because like we're like the the initial, uh, you know, million dollars or plus that were, you know, participated. We tried to elicit that from, uh, you know, or, or attract that uh, initial set of contributors from uh, as wide a set of people as possible, basically, such that we were not the the ones in control. So there's like. The short answer is, uh, you know, you know, just speaking on behalf of like my family, uh, my family lost like, uh, you know, eight million dollars of liquidity today, half of which was non-bean, um, and then I'm really sorry to hear that. Seriously, you know, think that think that it was probably a similar loss for the other two families as well. Um, yeah, that's a hell of an Easter. Yeah, and, you know, frankly, it's not, like, our loss is not the concern. And just speaking explicitly, uh, one of the things that we're inclined to do to try to sweeten the pot for a VC that is interested in backing this thing is to try to sell them some of our pods OTC effectively and then donate any of the proceeds from that to seeding some of the liquidity. So it's unclear to us how much help that will provide. Um but it is going to be tens of millions of pods across all of our families. And we're basically, you know, we're inclined to get all of our families to donate all of the pods or the vast majority of them to try to, like, you know, the ship has sailed on this thing. So we really just want to do the right thing and try to give Beanstalk uh, the best chance at succeeding going forward. So, Absolutely. Um, you know, not, not really focused on individual gain at, at this point. 
Yeah, cool. I, I don't want to overstay my welcome, and I, I think it. Um, I think it's really cool hearing, uh, you know, kind of a, a human side to this. I think a lot of people are just treating you as a as a name on a Discord when you know you are a real person, and you know, so is everyone else that's worked on the protocol. Um, I think I think the last thing I want to say is just I, I do think time is of the essence. You, you've been told that a million times, but you know, this is something you know that I've heard in chat, which is you know, and I think it's true. This needs to take days, not weeks. And I know things take time and all that, but. You know, just updating the community and really trying to jump on things as fast as possible here with, you know, without rushing, which is, you know, an oxymoron, but, <laughs> um, you know, just kind of just keeping the community updated as fast as possible and really jumping on some of these VC opportunities that might be coming through your door um, is definitely going to be beneficial. Um, you know, I think a, a classic case, too, would be that um, the bridge exploit recently with like $600 million and, you know, within 24 hours, they had all that liquidity back through VCs and, you know. I think there's some there's a world where that can be done here. This was a really powerful protocol. So that's all. Appreciate that. Couldn't agree more. Think that the only real dis like change like change in circumstance between Beanstalk and Wormhole is that like Beanstalk really was not packed by VCs at Yeah, all. that was pre backed uh, by VCs, yeah. Which is why they had it so fast. But yeah. It's a little bit tough. But nonetheless, um uh, are with you that there's a lot there's certainly a path forward here and we're we're going to pursue it as fast as possible. Um, and, and just want to say that separate from getting the the liquidity committed and some faith reinstalled, it, it reinstilled in, in things, it may take a week or two to just restart Beanstalk, if that makes sense, to reset the state, fix the governance. It may take more than that. So while we certainly are going to try our best and work with the various members of the community that have already reached out to us to try to facilitate uh, some some sourcing of liquidity, uh, at the same time, uh, you know, just speaking candidly, we don't think it's a good idea to just turn Beanstalk back on right now. Like it's got to be the the issue has to be resolved, and uh, you know, removing governance, removing the governance fast, it doesn't really help us in terms of like having a sustainable protocol going forward. So agree the 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 whole the bleeding can be stopped immediately, but that's different than kind of turning the machine back on, if that makes sense. Okay, cool. And I have one very, very last question. I know, Dumpling, you want to kill me. One very, very last question. Go ahead. These are great questions. Right. Please okay. continue. Thank you. Um, sorry, Dumpling. <laughs> I see you on meeting. <laughs> um, uh, what's it called? Okay, one very, very last question. And I do think it's just interesting to point out. Would like would you say that Omnisha was was just lying in their report, um, given the fact that you that they did audit the part of the code that was exploited here, and they're saying flat out that they didn't? Um, it just seems a little like at the end of the day, I just not not a finger pointing thing, but I, I do think that this auditing firm needs to be looked at individually. I, I, I think it's a little disingenuous what they wrote. OK, cool. Thank you so much. I won't bother you guys anymore. And, and thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. OK, thanks for that. Um, I think uh, headphones are dying. I think we've went two and a half hours here. I think it's been pretty good. Um, so I think I'm gonna uh, go ahead and call There's it. There's still some more hands, though. Like we're inclined to continue until there are no more hands. All right. We we have, we'll do a few there's more. No, there's no question. We're not. You know, this yep. is an open okay. floor. Um, Greenwood. I think you wanted to go. Uh, okay, Jeff the Baker. All 
All right, but if no one unmutes, then we can go. <laughs> Triggs? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah. All right. I Well, I just wanted to make a final comment. Sounds like everything's wrapping up, but there was a lot of talk about responsibility. It was everybody's favorite subject, and I just wanted to voice as a community member, um, I accept responsibility for you know, my part in this as a decentralized organization, that's something that we all need to be willing to do. And I respect the, um, you know, the exposure that um, Publius has put forward here, you know, as, as a step of responsibility without having to take more responsibility than is due to him because it is inappropriate. And so I encourage all community members to, you know, we need to work together to take responsibility as a whole to understand we all learn something really important here. And everyone's just as responsible as anyone else as a community member to learn how to get to fix that going forward. And we need to be more considerate of, you know, how BIPs are introduced and approved. On-chain governance is something that's really important for what we're working towards. And we have to figure out how to do it better. It's an experiment. And we just learned something really important. And now we have to move forward. Thanks a lot. Can you, can you guys hear me now? Yes. Oh, sorry. Am I good to ask my question? Yeah, go ahead, Jeff. Yeah. Um, so um, in response to uh, the comment by Publius recently that you guys are interested in donating proceeds from uh, an OTC pod deal to VCs, um, my question is, um, why are you guys... Um, going towards the route of continuing on with the current contract and figuring out a way to remediate debt as opposed to uh, consolidating all debt in terms of the people who lost their money outright and some blended um, rate for the pods in line um, and issuing some type of separate redemption there or handling that debt separately. Is, is there Was there a, a concerted decision to continue on with the current contract as opposed to essentially fork and restart the pod line with a consolidated debt handled elsewhere there's no there's nothing been decided as far as we're concerned and the point is you know the decision to move forward with like a brand new protocol with no debt uh that's like a radical step uh that the community would be taking and so the thought is in the short term at least to see if there's interest in resuscitating this from some some vcs and you know if there's interest then the question is well how do we make that happen and you know we're willing to basically grease the wheels uh as much as possible on that deal you know in addition to whatever the protocol could sell if we could sell some pods otc in the current line um and then use some of the proceeds from that to to to, to contribute additional funds to to see this thing again that would you know that would that would potentially be a symbiotic way to do both if that makes sense but there's nothing's been decided as far as we're concerned yeah i think that makes sense and that answers my question thank you uh i think elastic bean had another question Uh, if not smart, John, seven. Yes, hello. Um, 
Thank you, everyone. Uh, I'm sorry if uh, my question is a bit simplistic, but I don't have as much experience as everyone. But the hacker apparently uh, stole, from what I understand, $74 million worth of, uh, uh, worth of funds. Now, my question is, what happened to the rest of the funds? Because uh, I believe at the time, uh, the, the total value was up to around $150, $180 or so. So I, I just wanted to just quickly understand sort of what happened to the rest of the money. Um, yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. So the TVL was a function of the uh, deposited beans and the 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 value of the liquidity pools, and that included the value of the beans in the liquidity pools. But um, when the hacker was able to drain the protocol, the thing that ultimately has value are the non-beanstalk assets at the point of the attack, if that makes sense. So the only value that they were able to actually steal are the non-beanstalk assets. So it was what, whatever's not bean that was in the silo or in the liquidity pools. Understood. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Can you hear me? Yes. Go ahead. Yeah, this is stages here. So I have been following Beanstalk for some time, uh, you know, trying to understand uh, the mechanism by which it works. Um, uh, you know, I've been, I, I never invested, uh, basically thinking, you know, I, I will fully understand it. And uh, I, I was trying to understand, you know, I'm not obviously not a VC, but uh, what is the scope for, uh, you know, you guys to consider taking in uh taking in uh you know money from like one or two btc kind of funds from investors uh you know and uh, sort of putting it uh giving them a chance as well rather than only vcs taking this up yeah i mean we're gonna try to talk to as many vcs that are willing to to think about backstopping stock as possible is the short answer Okay. Hey, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, sorry, earlier dumpling. Um, my mic wasn't working. I think you answered this uh, previously, Publius, but um, considering that um, the pod, uh, you know, the, the debt instrument, is critical to uh, to beanstalk in terms of you know um, measuring demand for soil and also accumulating debt so you can earn the equivalent and bring back the price to peg. Um, wouldn't be like super rash if you guys just like defaulted in the whole debt because then people would have a really hard time. Even though I mean it's very impressive that beanstalk has repaid like about I think fifty million dollar worth of debt. But if you like default on the whole other six hundred million would be very hard even with new branding to um to attract uh, uh to to attract lenders that 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 would trust the protocol yeah I, I i totally hear you and i think that the argument is is strong um but the argument's strong the other way as well which is right now the you know there's no reason to lend to the protocol effectively that that may not be a, the the winning argument but that's the argument that could be made and so uh, un again, we're not. We don't know what the right course of action here is in terms of honoring the pod line or not. Um, whenever you know the token is migrated to a new contract and stuff. Uh, 
our inclination would be that there's a path forward where all the pods, all the stock are honored, and uh, assuming that there is some demand for some alternative pods or uh, alternative stock or just alternative pods and stock or something, something uh, where there's demand for to provide some liquidity here, uh, that that can be figured out in a way where all of the shareholders are, you know, no one, n- none of the pods are effectively defaulted on, if that makes sense. Um, now, we'll just make the, and it's sort of semantics, but technically the Beanstalk contract is not going to default on the pods. Like your pods will always be there. It's not, they're not, your pods won't disappear. Um, but the point is that unless Beanstalk is able to recover uh, the price above a dollar again, then the pods will not become harvestable, if that makes sense. So here the real right. question is whether to migrate all of the current obligations of the current contract to a new contract uh, to try to honor the, the previous obligations. So that's where it's, a, it's not exactly the same thing. Yeah, no, I totally understand. That's mainly the question if you will basically transfer um, uh, the pod line to this new contract. Um, it's, it's certainly possible. So it's like, yeah. you know, anything is possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Hello, can I ask my question? Hello. Hello. Yes. So my question yeah, is this: uh, Didn't realize we lost dumpling. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Thank you. Um, from your perspective, uh, in this protocol, um, since y- your team had built this or whatnot. Uh, everything in DeFi, in my opinion, is a zero-sum game. So, in your opinion, who long-term are going to be the losers of this protocol if things go down? So, my so let me give you my perspective and opinion. My opinion is this: so the next, so there was a really big, um, you know, surplus of money currently uh, in the last like. 10, 12, 14 days, etc. When this goes down, the next time it goes below peg, I think that it's going to be very difficult to re- regain peg because there's not going to be a lot of people getting in line to buy those pods because they're going to be so far in the FIFO line. It's so far out of, so far out. So who long-term do you think would be the losers in this game? I don't think that there's possibility of having all these people who are winners because clearly I was winning for a day. I literally deposited yesterday one significant amounts of money, let's say, and um, we all know what happened this morning. So it's uh, for the people who made this protocol, what do you guys think is the end game here? So we would just push back on your initial statement, uh, which is that DeFi is a zero-sum game. We really feel strongly that well-designed protocols create a lot of value. And in this case, that was reflected in all of the bean value, right? If we go back to one of the previous questions that was just asked around how is there you know, only 75 million or so stolen, but the TVL was much higher, there was all that other value created in the form of beans. And so that's that's not a negative sum game uh and therefore the question is well who how are there how who loses if this thing is resuscitated uh well the key no no no, no, no no i'm sorry i'm sorry and it's not about resuscitate i'm just curious i, I really want to know like your thoughts about what happens 
let's say that this goes on for another few months without any sort of hack, so or years, let's say, there's got to be somebody who loses money, right? I mean, it's, it's, if this thing were, if this, if Beanstalk were to continue, if this hack yeah. hadn't happened and Beanstalk were to have continued exactly. hack free, uh, we would, we would, we would disagree fervently with the idea that that's a negative sum system and there would be someone footing the bill for that. That would be a, something we disagree with, you know, from an, uh, an economics perspective. Very interesting, because economically, in my opinion, I mean, you can be totally, you, you can explain to me why you think differently, but my opinion is the people who are buying the pods are the people who are basically um, footing the bill, because they're far in line, like 600 or 700 million in debt, basically, to the protocol to uh, make, like, um, any sort of money. So I think that feverishly uh people have you know i mean myself included it's fine but feverishly people have put money in and then but the pods aren't going to pay out for maybe never so those are the people who are actually going to be the losers i mean how can that not be true who else in this well, we protocol at, so we would look at something like bitcoin or any other proof of work system where you have people paying a cost burning electricity or in the case of Beanstalk, burning value that you're lending to Beanstalk uh, to create some sort of utility. And in the case of Beanstalk, uh, Bitcoin, it's a secure decentralized currency. Uh, in the case of Beanstalk, it, you know, you're creating some sort of stable asset. And so the idea is if you get enough people that are incentivized to mine Bitcoin or to lend to Beanstalk, you can actually create utility that is a large value creator. And that's where you know, we, we would disagree with you. No, no, I, I agree with any disagreements. That's fine. I mean, that's it's very interesting to hear other perspectives. But so you're saying that long term, the pod, I mean, someone's footing the bill, though, in my opinion, because one of the people things are, we find most compelling about DeFi is that it's not negative sum if you design it properly. Like that's the question. Okay. Yeah. The whole, okay. That's the whole shebang. And the tragic thing that has occurred today is that Beanstalk was just at the very beginning of demonstrating that fact. Like that was a fact that many people had lost faith in after what happened to ESD and DSD. And you have all these cool protocols that nobody uses. It's like, how's that possible? It's like, cause the economics don't work right now. And the, the, the really cool thing that had started to happen over the past couple of days and maybe a week and a half was that the economics of Beanstalk were starting to demonstrate that a positive sum like a positive oh, yeah. system. I'm not saying, sure, sure. I'm not saying positive. I'm just saying like zero sum game. I'm not saying positive it's, it's or not negative. Even, it's not about negative sum or, or zero sum. This is okay. this is massively positive sum. But I, let's say I was making thirty grand a day. Let's say. I, 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 I would say. I, let me let me try to answer that. The yeah, Fed yeah, is the yeah the Fed is the direct uh, you know entity that is uh, not benefiting because instead of using um, you know uh, USDC you are going to use uh, beans uh, you know for various purposes at a later point when it becomes really successful and you know only just getting uh, only just buying the pods is not the question but it is used for various other things as well so from that perspective uh, you know if you consider it a zero sum game the non defi part uh, of it is the the people who hold the us dollars uh, they are losing the fed is losing that's how i would put it thank you okay. so i guess uh, i would i would encourage you to continue the discussion in this week's um um
university class, to, we can come and discuss, talk about all economics uh, then. I would also ask those who are on stage who have already done asking questions, uh, just so that we're able to know who, who, who's next or who, you know, ask. Um, Caesar, is it you or did I miss someone? I can go, but I, I, I was the most recent person up here. Okay, I see. Persons, do you want to go? Hey, yes, uh, thanks for taking my question. Um, from my understanding, beans are minted to fund development. So with bean at its current price, will development continue and for how long? So the short answer is the beans that were minted for the budgets are valueless at the moment. Um, but lots of members of Beanstalk Farms have reached out to us to kind of let us know they're ready to keep charging ahead. So uh, at the moment, uh, unclear exactly who will be working on Beanstalk or trying to get it up and running, but it seems like there's a lot of community members that are still interested. Okay, thank you. Okay, uh, is it Caesar next? Sure. Um, I got a question. Did uh, did it? Is there any settling on like how much is needed to reboot if Podline stays as is, and some sort of compensation goes to the silo members, whether it be the the airdrop or some sort of other system like airdropping like stock or something? I, I'm not sure what has been settled on but is there any has anyone sat down and done the economics the math of how much like what's the bare well, minimum well, the, 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 there is no minimum the, the if no one was going to sell their beans everyone had full faith in the system you need ten dollars you receive the pools no one sells their beans you know for for minimal money the pools can be at a dollar if no one's selling so the the fundamental problem is that it's unclear how, how many people want to sell and the amount of beans that want to be sold uh can change depending on how quickly uh, Beanstalk returns to peg and what it's trading at and what the sentiment is. And so there's a lot of different factors that weigh into that. And so instead, you kind of look at the maximum and it's like, well, there were 108 million beans in circulation. So the maximum liquidity you could possibly need is 108 million, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Okay, any, any other questions, Caesar, or that was it? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to rant. I don't want to go on and on. So, good. All right. Thanks. All right, Bond, you're next. You guys hear me? Loud and clear. Great. Um, so, very quick question, but and you may not have thought of this yet. Um, sorry, just to backtrack. Thank you guys for answering questions for three hours now. Um, after what I'm sure is a long day for all of us, but um. Uh, my question is, when, uh, if, if, if there is a compensation plan for silo holders, when would the snapshot be taken? And what I'm specifically concerned about or, or interested in is for edge cases where people had, say, requested a withdrawal within the four, four epics instead of five um, uh, or three or two or one. How would those people be treated? Because their stock would obviously be gone, but you know they technically got burned by this, just like everybody else. Uh, meaning you had withdrawn right before it happened. That's right. Yeah, I mean, there's there is that edge case, and don't really have an answer. But the idea is, you know, you still have your assets, if that makes sense. 
right? Like the 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 BDV of the assets that you had are like that was still stolen from you. So there's no reason why, in whatever way we're moving forward here, that shouldn't be possible. Got it. So even though the the stock was gone, so it wouldn't necessarily correlate one to one to stock, but it would still the the. The details the of CRB how the pool. on-chain reimbursement, or, or not even reimbursement, but uh, structuring happens, uh, is really contingent on the structure of the liquidity that's being contributed, if that makes sense. And so it's just a little hard to speculate at the moment. Okay. Uh, I would just ask that you guys consider that whenever devising a plan. We, 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 we have heard you, uh, Silverbone, and... Uh, we would also encourage you to continue to raise your hand as these discussions happen over the next couple of days. Of course. Thanks, Thank guys. you, Silver Bond. AJ, I see you're back. AJ Pickle, did you, did you want to ask a question? Yeah, I do. Can you hear me? Can hear you. We can hear you, AJ. Like, what does the process kind of look like? And have you considered um, some type of program where siloers like me could guarantee that we would hold, you know, our deposits for an extended period of time in order to prevent a run on the liquidity pools? Uh, everything is being considered, and it's so... You know, the short answer is, you know, don't want to say no, that's not being considered. Okay, Bultoshi, next. Bultoshi. Hey, can you guys hear me? Hello, yes. hello. We can hear you. Yeah, sorry. Um, I just hopped into Town Hall. Um, obviously, due to time zone reasonings, um, I hopped in quite late. Um. So first of all, I know that, you know, right now, you know, it's, it's a very, very bad situation for everyone. Um, what I would like to know is, number one, um, what are the current strategies or methodologies that we have discussed so far in terms of uh, compensating the silo and uh, plotline? Just a quick summary will be fine. Um, number two, what is the timeline that we're going to put on this to, to carry this out? Uh, and number three, um, I'll, I'll, when, when are we going to be restarting Beanstalk to, to push things forward? Um, and number four, you know, obviously I know that in this community, there's a lot of, you know, people um, that has a lot of value and I'm sure that we can all contribute. So is there some sort of setup that we can actually provide real values, you know, th you know the, the skills that we have, for example, you know, dev, marketing, et cetera. Um, because I'm definitely down to help. Yeah, these are my questions. So, so all options are on the table with regards to the structure moving forward. There's a lot of different things that were discussed, and you know there will be, God willing, uh, uh, someone's recording this. We believe, and this will be posted for everyone to listen to. We would highly encourage you to listen to this because there have been a lot of different ideas discussed and proposed. Um, with regards to the timeline on that. Um, 
you know, the the timeline on structuring that, you know, is really dependent on the ability to attract some liquidity that's interested in coming, you know, to the deal table basically to meet with the Dow. And so that's really the main holdup on that front. With regards to the timeline for starting Beanstalk back up, um, that's going to be at least a couple weeks, one to two weeks, but more likely maybe a month or so. Um, you know, there's like the system right now is not, you know, it's it's paused, but more than that, it's it's not in a state where it could run likely with any chance of success. Um, in, in particular, 30 plus million of the beans are still owned by the attacker. Um, and with regards to what the community can do, uh, A, proposing ideas and stuff is very helpful at this point in time. B, participating in the discussion of seeing whether there's people that, uh, you know, are willing to come and backstop this thing to some extent. Um, and then C, participating in the discussion with the Dow on steps to proceed. This is, you know, there's a lot of different things you can do to help out here. Cool. Thank you. All right. I just wanted to say I moved uh, some of the um, people on stage back to the audience. But if you have any more questions, please join again. Um, I think, Derek, you're next. Great. Um, I was hoping, and, and I'll give the caveat that I am a little bit fuzzy on some of the economics of the, the total protocol settings, but I, I jumped in. Um, just out of out of interest and in all of that, uh, but I was hoping you could speak a little bit to what would the pitch to a VC uh, look like, um, and you know what what is the thing that would benefit for um, for this to kind of uh, the protocol. Yeah, so there the positioning is that there's a credit history that Beanstalk has, which if it's able to successfully use its mechanisms to return to peg, like the sky is sort of the limit for this thing. And the nature of the pod line and potentially a specific fundraiser or uh, BIP to, uh, you know, to kind of bring in the liquidity at specific terms could make it such that they can, you know, A, backstop the credit for the short term, uh, B, at some point become just normal stakeholders just like everybody else, and C, you know, put the system in a really good position moving forward such that they've created a lot of value for themselves. Uh, I think there's a really attractive uh, pitch there. So, uh, yeah, it's unclear if there'll be any biters uh, or takers, but uh, there's definitely something worth uh, looking at in our in our opinion. I just want to say one thing before I jump off. It's, it's this. Uh, my... My feeling before we had this town hall was that this was an inside job. You know, I thought that this was uh, something sort of uh, a, a slow rug and then a, a hard rug all of a sudden. After hearing this, after hearing the developers and the people who made this protocol discuss this, I am actually, I, I believe that this, they had nothing to do with this. I mean, it's, it's clear to me. So going forward, I think the team needs to figure out a way to make this thing happen, you know, um, get this thing back starting. I don't know what's fair. I, I lost a significant sum of money. A lot of people have. I mean, it, does, it doesn't matter. But whatever the team decides, I have inputs and things like that. Uh, there was a very interesting idea earlier, which was to put 
some of the money in front of the pods to compensate those people. That's not a bad idea because that's the debt that's going to be paid. I mean, it's up to whatever you guys end up deciding. But I, I do thank you guys for doing this. Uh, I didn't hear the earlier part where you guys were doxxed, but uh, I'll listen to that later. But thank you. You guys changed my mind. Um, I appreciate it. We appreciate you. All right, Matt Bean. Hi. Um, I was wondering if there is a possibility to raise the liquidity from the community itself because it seems like they are pretty pumped up. Um, is there something yeah. that can be done? Which yeah. is, um, yes. yes, we got to figure out how to source this as much as possible from the liquid, from the. Community. No, I was thinking mostly like a separate protocol, like some something separate which just plugs into and like kickstarts um the bean protocol and then there would be, be some rude. mechanism outside of that protocol which um allows them to like get their capital back or whatever so uh there's this protocol just thinking out loud there's this protocol route that people were trying to develop on top of beanstalk uh that would facilitate basically something similar to anchor where you have fixed rate deposits and then the uh, the ability to take the other side of that bet and the key differentiator was that unlike UST which has no positive carry uh because beans do have positive carry you're actually just taking a, like a bet on the yield on the beans and exactly. therefore like that's a like that's a very unique leverage opportunity and that type of structure would actually be the perfect thing for what you're talking about uh the only problem is root wasn't developed yet it was just in the like in the development stages, but like there's no reason why over the next month uh, or two, as this thing is getting restarted, that that can't be facilitated. Like there's a, there's totally, you guys have us so inspired that there's a path forward here. So we're going to go after this call, take a shower and uh, try to clear our head basically. And uh, tomorrow we promise you that we're going to wake up and, come to the drawing board with an open mind and, you know, discuss with all of you the best ways forward, but feeling very, uh, maybe we're fools for feeling it, but we feel very optimistic about, uh, what, what's been built here in the community here and, uh, that there might be a path forward. And, uh, you know, we humbly yeah. ask for, for those of you that are interested in working on making that happen to just, you know, to come yeah, because I absolutely believe that, like, if if magically the liquidity comes back, there's nothing stopping this protocol. So it's just about like taking taking a loan against the protocol. So, which I think the community will be pumped to contribute. Couldn't agree more. Um, I Thank had you. a proposal I wanted to raise in regards to rebuilding the liquidity, actually. Um, oh, is it okay if I speak now? No, I think so. Matt Bean, uh, are you done? I think you can go, Surface. Okay, sure, thanks. Um, so, I, I apologize that this has been raised earlier. I only joined midway through. But um, given that there's quite a few, there's quite a significant overlap between the communities of Beanstalk and Olympus, and given that the Olympus guys have had similar uh, proposals in the past to aid um, protocols that are not in a great position, um, in perhaps 
as an alternative to, or maybe even in addition to seeking VC funding, we could approach um, them and offer them a OTC uh, pod deal to help perhaps bootstrap some liquidity. Totally agree. And that's also, there's a lot of different things. And if, if really at the end of the day, the protocol needs 50 to $100 million, there's no reason with a variety of different mechanisms. If we go back to the, the core, core idea that Beanstalk really relies on a variety of different market participants with their own uh, strategies and exposures and prerogatives and, and trading strategies, like there's no reason why there can't be five different simultaneous things that are rolled out to try to make this happen. So at the end of the day, though, the question becomes how to do this the right way. Um, that's not so clear. That's one of the reasons why we raised our hands and wanted to be open and honest about, you know, what's going on and who we are and as transparent as possible. But nonetheless, feel like there is a path forward. It's just important to get it right. So, yeah, it's uh, today's today's not a great day. Today's not a great day. But um, if if Beanstalk is able to come back from this. If Beanstalk is able to come back from this, think it may actually be viewed um, not as a great day individually, but as a great as a great opportunity uh, for Beanstalk to really prove that the model works. And we said the same thing at twenty four cents, uh, and now we're saying it at one cent. Uh, so uh, that's that's where we're at, basically. Bultoshi, do you want to take that question? Yeah. So um, I just want to clarify. So number one, um, if we do gain the liquidity back, um, does that mean essentially anyone that was in silo and pod will get a 100%, um, I would say, compensation? But obviously that compensation will take it's time. Totally unclear. It's totally unclear. Like what, what will happen is totally unclear. It depends on what the people that are willing to provide the liquidity are willing to do. It depends on a lot of different stuff, you know? So very much unclear at the moment what will happen. Okay. And um, I saw on Twitter um, pre earlier um, that you guys dox yourselves. So does that mean from now on, do you think, you know, shooting videos and then actually proposing plans via video instead of just voice call will be an option? Because I think that will bring a lot of transparency and trust into the protocol as well. I mean, maybe, you know, that's, that's, today's a new day. A lot of things change today. So, uh, don't want to commit to it. I don't, you know, I don't like wearing makeup. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're, we recognize that there's a lot that people have questions about and, uh, you know, there needs to be answers. And that's one of the reasons why we wanted to just, you know, participate in this discussion, the capacity that we have, but unclear whether, you know, moving a video is like the most substantive change, but it's like, you know, it is what it is at this point. Yeah. Um, the last thing is, is something from, you know, a comment on, um, from me individually is that I think Beanstalk is Probably, I've been in crypto for like five years. This is one of the best projects in terms of stablecoin and DeFi that I've ever been in. Um, because the, the branding, the way that you guys provide, you know, plans, execution, the community, you know, I think this is actually a total game changer. And whatever happened today, I think is just a 
an obstacle towards our success, right? Um, for what we want to achieve in the stable coin market and what we want to do in blockchain, you know, what we face today is tiny. <laughs> like, to be honest, I lost a lot of money in the high six figures, but what we face today is, is tiny because, you know, the stable coin market is, is 160 billion today, 180 actually, and it's only going to get bigger in the next five years. And for what we actually, you know, got in damages today, Overall, it's it's going to be a, a, a tiny, tiny hit, right? Um, I know a lot of the my fellow beans like to say we, we got slapped today. We got slapped really fucking hard, but you know this is part of it. Um, so I just want to say, you know, you guys need to keep pushing forward because we're going to be behind you. Really appreciate that. Okay, we'll leave it for the last minute if anyone else has a question. Otherwise, please, you can close. Amartek? Uh, yeah, I don't have a question, but I'll just reiterate what somebody uh, suggested on the group earlier. If a bounty has not been proposed, I think that should be done immediately because that's a low-hanging fruit. So we all know it's very hard for hackers to get all the money out instantly. So 7.5 million, if you return the assets, happy to give it to you. I think as a community, we're all okay to take a 10% hit and to see this going forward rather than to take a long route and do all that stuff. So just one thing that I wanted to reiterate. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. And if there are no other questions, Publis, I think we can close. Yeah, we just close by saying thank you all for listening and participating in the discussion and understand this is... Uh... Not the thing everyone wants to be talking about, certainly. So, um, yeah, we're very sorry that this has occurred. And we, yeah, it fucking sucks, guys. It fucking sucks. So thank you all. Thank you all for joining. And, you know, join us on University Class. That's on Tuesday. Um, and once again, thank you all for joining.